Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. The Battle of the Tigers. We'll get to that in just about a minute. But now, yes, it is that time. It's time for Fox Football Sunday. I'm Andy Furman. He's Brian No, And we are coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. The best part of the week is right now because it's my chance to introduce my friend and partner, the one, the only, the doctor of sports, Brian No. Hello, B. How are you? I'm great, Andy Furman. Week two, right around the corner. We got some good college stuff. How about the Big Ten? Huh? How about the Little Ten over there getting pushed around by the non-ranked, or I'm sorry, the unranked non-conference teams? How about Mm. that? It's a joke. It's a sham. It's a scam. It's ridiculous. We'll get to that in a minute, but I got to ask you, how was your week? How's everything going? How's the new digs? Tell me. Talk to me. Things are good, man. Things are good. Just plugging away. Still got a lot of boxes that we have to unpack, but we got the main stuff Did unpacked. Did you get your direct like, TV you know yet, though? Direct TV? You know, you know what's funny, Andy? We tried to get it. The guy came by yesterday, tried yeah. to hook it up, yeah. and he was like, uh, can't do it. He did the Mike Singletary on me because really? apparently the dish on the balcony is headed right toward another townhome. So <laughs> blockage city when it comes to the wow. direct TV dish. So we got to go plan B. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. But, you know, it'll work out. Things will be good. You know, you mentioned it, and I, and I got to tell you, it's embarrassing right now if you're a coach, an administrator, or anybody in the Big Ten. What happened yesterday? Save Ohio State. Come on. They bailed them out yesterday. But Temple beats up Maryland. Troy beats <laughs> Nebraska. South Florida over Illinois. Now, here's the kicker. Kansas. Two weeks ago, we were saying coaches on the hot seat. Since we said that, they've won two straight. Kansas beats Rutgers, and I still say you and I could play for Rutgers. 55-14. to This is unbelievable, really. 
I mean, when you think about it now, the worst team in the Big Ten is 41 points worse than the worst team in the Big 12. Take that home. It was embarrassing, man. And think about the Big Ten, how much we've heard. Oh, the mighty Big Ten, and they're taking down the SEC, and here they come. And yeah, yeah, nice record over the weekend, Big Ten. Seven games, Andy, that you just did a great job chronicling. Yeah. Seven teams losing to unranked non-conference foes. That's they just saw. a flat-out joke. And you may have forgotten, the well, I forgot the biggest one, Wisconsin. Upset by BYU, I guess the first non-conference home loss since 2003. I mean, you know, I thought about that for a sec. I mean, Brigham Young, I follow them in basketball. Remember when Danny Age played for them? I'm saying, like, how did they recruit? Why would you want to go to Brigham Young? I, I Look, I know I'm going to get some heat for this. I mean, when you think about it, there are so many restrictions there. Why would anybody want to play football? How do you get a kid to play football at Brigham Young? And how do they become so good year in and year out? Um, well, I mean, they recruit just like everybody else. They got some restrictions and it's a little bit, a little stricter over there, you know, but uh, they've had good football teams in the past. It's not impossible yeah. to recruit yeah. over there. I understand that. I mean, to, to me, it's, it's amazing. Hey, we got it. We got to touch on this. Northwestern lost at home to Akron, to Akron, which had not defeated a team from the big 10 since night, since 94. Oh yeah. By the way, that's 1894. 1894. Think about Goodness. that. Northwestern lost to Akron at home. Wow. 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 Yeah, and it's it's funny, man. It's a good drop by Iowa Sam. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny to me because year in and year out, you get the latest, oh, the Big Ten's better than the SEC. Or, oh, this conference is better than the SEC. And a lot of times, it's a bunch of hot air. Really. Now, there might be some years where someone's close to the SEC, or that the SEC underperforms. But if you look at this, Andy, it's just funny to me. I'm just doing the math where you had seven straight national champions coming from the SEC. Seven straight. You've got nine of the last 12 national champions coming from the SEC. Can you imagine if it was flip-flopped? Let's just say it was the Big Ten that had nine of the last 12. Right. Would you be talking about any other conference being better than the Big Ten? It's people just have fatigue. It's the Patriots all over. When we're talking about the SEC, you're just tired of them being so good, and you're wanting them to lose, and therefore you misevaluate them. Well, you know what? We could attack what happened yesterday in the Big Ten. Believe me, I could care less what happens in the Big Ten, the Big Eight, Big Seven. But just a joke what happened yesterday. But I think we got to check on how it happened and the landscape of college football as a whole. I mean, is it one of those days that it just everything fell into place for these also rans, or is the Big Ten maybe other teams, other conferences are catching up with talent now around college football, similar maybe to college basketball, where really uh, the Giants are there. They'll always be there. The North Carolinas, the Dukes. The Kansases, but there are other schools right now that are getting better because there are so many good players out there in the landscape of recruits. Well, I just think that there are some bottom feeders in the Big Ten, just like any other conference, and a lot of these defeats are from are because of the bottom feeders. Not everyone. Northwestern is not a bottom feeder, so there were some embarrassing losses. But if you go loss by loss, Rutgers. You're just saying that we could play for them, you know? (laughs) They got crushed by Kansas, which is a joke. Don't get me wrong. But outside of Wisconsin losing, outside of Northwestern, you get a lot of Maryland, you know, Rutgers, 
Nebraska's trying to figure things out. How about Troy, by the way? Instead of yeah. poo-pooing the Big Ten, how about Troy? They've been world beaters as double-digit dogs. Yeah. I mean, to me, I mean, you, you look at a Troy situation, and, and honestly, didn't they beat uh, last year at LSU? Yeah. Yeah, they, did. Yeah, they so, took I mean, down LSU. So they got some players, and they got a coach over there, a guy, Neil Brown. He's probably going to get himself a job somewhere else right now. But look, they, they lost to Boise State, which is not an embarrassment on opening day, but they came back. So they got a pretty good program. You know, they get buried, you know, across the nation with other big-name schools. But you know what? The schools that lose, that are supposed to win, get more attention than school like Troy that really you don't expect much. For example, Purdue gives up 40 points and loses to Missouri. Think about that. They're 0-3 right now, Purdue. And last year over Jeff Brom, uh, is, I guess now you could say maybe it was a mistake. I mean, they were surprised. They talked big big talk out of Purdue this year. Now they're 0-3. It's over already for them. It's finished. Well, you know Drew Locke. He's a big-time prospect for the NFL. So he puts up numbers as the QB over there at Missouri. So they've put up a lot of points against other teams, too. I'm not trying to say that, you know, let's not look critically at Purdue I'm just telling you, they didn't give up 40 to some Joe Blow guy. You know what I mean? Right. But the one thing out of all of this, Andy, is I'm glancing through the Big Ten scores. I'm yes. kicking myself because I meant to bet Indiana. Indiana smacked around Ball State 38-10. to 10. I couldn't tell you one thing about Indiana. But I remember looking at the spread, and it was like Indiana was favored by about 17 and a half, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I would lay those points just because Ball State that was their Super Bowl the previous week at Notre Dame. And they played right. really well. Notre Dame was completely flat. And I thought that Ball State would be completely flat in that game. And I see that they lost by four touchdowns. And I'm like, I was right, but who cares? Because I didn't profit off of it. That's a right. shame. I tell you what, though. I'm not going to let anybody escape you and I in this segment right now. And one of the people who's not going to get away with it is Willie Taggart, the coach of oh. Florida State. Okay? <laughs> okay, they, they lost to Virginia Tech on opening day. And I yeah, give him a pass. Okay, Virginia Tech. I think it was raining on the field that day. So you give him a to lose to Syracuse. And this is not the Syracuse that your father knew. This is a different Syracuse right now. This is not a good Syracuse team. It's not a good program. The Seminoles of Florida State lost to Syracuse yesterday 30-7. to You don't think they're going nuts in Tallahassee today? Oh, they absolutely are. And Dino Babers, he's doing a good job there. I don't know if you saw the post game where in the locker room they had the chant going on. Where they were yelling, "Oh yeah, I did, yeah, I did oh, see that." It was yeah, they so were nuts. Good. It was great. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it was I did awesome. see that. But I'll tell you what, you're right. When it comes to Willie Taggart at Florida State, he was over here in the Portland area, you know, over in Eugene, coaching Oregon <laughs> last year, and he was one and done. He was there for one year, and he left for his dream job at Florida State. You know how the drill goes, Andy. There are a lot of Ducks fans that are like, "Oh, how could he leave us?" And they have a higher, you know. Uh, opinion of themselves than they should it's florida it's his dream job it's a hotbed of recruiting it makes sense to go there but they have high expectations in tallahassee and he is coming nowhere near meeting those expectations so there's a lot of criticism and a lot of scrutiny coming willie taggart's way they were lucky to beat samford last week not stanford samford Samford they were up by a field goal and got a pick six to seal the game away they almost lost to an fcs team it's amazing. I, you know what? I kind of enjoy it because, you know, it's the unexpected, but I think gamblers are going crazy right now. Don't you think? Like after what happened yesterday? I mean, honestly. Now, I, I thought, and I'll give you an example. I, I saw a spread. I think it was 12-point spread 
Toledo was playing on hosting, by the way, Miami of Florida. And I'm mm-hmm. saying, why, number one, why would Miami of Florida even go to Toledo to play? And number two, I thought Toledo would take them. You know, and they had them early on, mm-hmm. but Toledo did lose that game. These are the games that, you know, you really enjoy before they get into heavy-duty conference play. But there was a conference game yesterday, and our hats oh. off to Coach Eddie O. I talked about the oh. Tigers against the yeah. Tigers. LSU over seventh-ranked Auburn with a field goal, I guess, as the buzzer went off, 22-21. Great win for Coach Eddie O at, at LSU. It's tremendous. It really is. It's the game of the day. It was yeah. an awesome, awesome game. LSU pulls it out. And what more can you say? It was it was one of those games where they just kept staying in it, sticking around. It looked like because LSU was a 10-point dog. And at one point, it looked like Auburn might cover that. And LSU just stuck around, stuck around, made a game of it at the end and then had the drive at the end to seal it away. And I'll tell you what, the pass interference calls throughout the game, there were some good calls on that final drive against Auburn, and the home crowd was going nuts. But mm-hmm. those were legitimate calls. You saw it time and time and time again. DB's just panicking. You can't panic when the ball's in the air. And you saw that. They got very handsy, right. and they just panicked and committed those, uh, those uh, costly penalties that it set up the game-winning 42-yard kick. And that was awesome. How nails was that? Just right oh, down the man. middle. I know. I tell you what, I think Auburn's kicker missed it like a 51 or 52-yarder in that game with about yeah. 10 minutes to go. I mean, the, you know, it's amazing to me, like, a 50-yard field goal, like, was a big deal back in the NFL years ago. I mean, now it's commonplace. Think about that. I mean, no one talks about the art of kicking. I know I'm going crazy. I'm going off the tracks here right now. But still, I mean, a 50-yard field goal was like, wow. I mean, it's like nothing now. You know, when you think about it, even on the college game, it's not a big deal. And I just love the – it was a little bit like baseball where everybody from the bullpen's throwing 95-plus. It used to be like that was a thing. Now everybody seems to be doing it. But, yeah, it's – and how about – you mentioned this, Eddie O., for mm-hmm. Ed Orgeron, we were talking about the Kansas coach on the hot seat. So was Ed Orgeron. There was a lot right. of scrutiny for him. And this LSU team is out of the gate strong. And yeah. I loved it right after Cole Tracy nailed the game-winning kick, how Eddie L goes over chest bump and high-five to the cop next to him. Right, <laughs> how great right. was that? That was awesome. That was great. I tell you what, this, I mean, college football, we could go on for days, but I tell you what, it's NFL Sunday, and this is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, we're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio, so you can get to us on Twitter, and we'd love to hear from you. We really would. Don't be afraid. You could tweet us at the No Show, at the NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And, of course, our lineup today in this hour, Bronx Radio, Bronx Talk Radio, a tremendous, I guess, staple of this show right now with the one and only Sammy K. Bottom barrel betting in hour number two. And in the third hour, the one and only Sheik, Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider, and nose picks. So there's no reason to go anywhere else. Keep it right here on Fox Sports Radio. And, of course, this was a costly win, and we'll tell you why next. This program brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Last year, over 3 million drivers switched to Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com today and find out if you could save. A win and a major loss the same day. We'll get to that in just about a minute, but this is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman, 20 past the hour. Get us at 877-99 on Fox, 877 996 
6369 at the No Show at Andy Furman FSR. NFL, let's get it rocking and rolling, B. Are you ready? Are you ready? You don't even have to ask. <laughs> that, I know, Andy. I know. Come on. I, I look at this game. The Panthers, <laughs> the Panthers at the Falcons, and why I'm taking this game right now, I'm a little concerned with Matt Ryan. Last week he was sacked four times at a passer rating under 60. Didn't look good at all. And, and right now, I, I, I got to say, this is not the same Falcons team that we have seen in the past. I, I think that the Panthers are going to give them a rough start today. However, even though the Panthers did beat the Cowboys last week, I wasn't that impressed. Greg Olson goes down, and Daryl Williams was injured as well. So it, it's, a, it's a problem over there. But the Panthers right now, I, I think they're just tougher than the Falcons. I really do. I'm not as worried as you are. That was one <laughs> terrible game by Matt Ryan. There's yes. no doubt. People are flipping out over it because it was the standalone game. It was the first game that kicked off the entire season. And Matt Ryan was dreadful. There's no other way to look at it. But it doesn't mean he's going to be dreadful from this point on. <laughs> like That's the Eagles defense. Eagles have a good defense. I expect him to get back on track. I know Carolina gets after it as well. So it might not be roses and sunshine today for Matt Ryan again, but he's going to be a lot better than he was in week one. He's clearly much more talented than that. I just dislike when the criticism goes too far of Matt Ryan and not just from week one, but people would look at that and apply it to his career as a whole. And it's just over the top. He's much better than his reputation would lead you to believe. You know, it's funny you mention that because Matt Ryan has always been smacked around by the national media where Joe Flacco has been given every possible break. Joe Flacco has always been mentioned as an elite quarterback, and Matt Ryan was never put in that that list. I, I don't know why. Until Matt Ryan finally made it to a Super Bowl, and still he gets no respect, and they're still saying that Joe Flacco, in, in many circles, is perhaps a, a better quarterback than Matt Ryan, and I don't see it. Well, I look at Joe Flacco gets his fair share of arrows, and he hasn't been in the elite category for a long time. There was a brief little moment in the sun when he threw 11 touchdowns, zero picks, in a glorious postseason run. That's about it for Joe Flacco's career. I think that Matt Ryan is a lot closer to Cam Newton. Because Cam Newton had one MVP season, one season that was statistically a lot better than his other seasons, and that's similar to Matt Ryan. So I think that if you compare and contrast those two guys, obviously Cam runs a lot more than Matt Ryan does, but similarities in terms of throwing the football and team success, coming close to winning a Super Bowl on the doorstep, not getting it done. But I think that Cam Newton gets far less scrutiny than Matt Ryan does. And I look at Matt Ryan, this dude, for his career, he's had a 93.1 passer rating. You take that all day. He's had a lot of success beyond Kyle Shanahan because that becomes the narrative now, too. He's never done anything without Kyle Shanahan, which is false, totally untrue. But that becomes the talking point. It's crazy with Matt Ryan. Yeah, and the key right now, the Falcons really have to stop that run game on Carolina because, you know, when you talk about Cam Newton, I'm not so much worried about his passing ability or passing period. I mean, it's his legs that do it. I mean, basically, he's he's a rushing quarterback. That's what he does. I think he rushed for, like, what, uh... Well, hundred something yards last week, didn't he do that? I think he did. Wait, no, he passed for hundred something yards. Um, excuse me, he was seventeen for twenty six. But this team rushed as a total, I think, last week for something like one hundred and forty seven yards. And this guy, with him and McCaffrey in the backfield, that's where they get their yardage on their le- on their legs. Well, that gets lost in the shuffle too, because 
You're just sp- spending all week crushing the Cowboys, you know? Cowboys yeah. stink. Season's over. <laughs> that was the whole talking point with the Cowboys. But what gets what got lost was that Carolina did hardly anything offensively. They were held to under 300 yards. And so I want to see what this Carolina offense does against Atlanta today. Think about this also, Andy Furman. You've got Keanu Neal, very good safety, who's out for the year. Mm-hmm. And you've got Deion Jones, who's a fantastic linebacker. He's on IR right now, so he's going to miss at least eight weeks. He's expected to come back with that foot injury toward the end of the year. But he's not going to be there today. He's not going to be there for the next seven games after today. So watch this Carolina offense carefully because they have a couple of offensive linemen who are down. They're, they're done for the year. And I want to see if they do anything of notes offensively against this Falcons defense on the road because they had a tough time against the Cowboys at home. What are they going to do right. on the road today? With yeah, a and if they're going to do anything, down? yeah, and if they're going to do anything offensively, I'm telling you, it's going to be on the ground because last week I think Cam Newton had more rushing attempts than McCaffrey did. And, and he picked up more yards than McCaffrey. So they rush, and they rush with their quarterback. Now, I didn't watch the entire game. Now, maybe he was forced out of the pocket and forced to run, but that's not part of their offense. That part of their offense is Cam Newton rushing and running the football. Yeah, it's a part of it, sure. And we want to see these weapons that he's throwing to. They've got the rookie DJ Moore, 24th overall pick, you know? You've got Torrey Smith coming over there from the Eagles and, of course, Devin Funches. But you look at all these injuries. Greg Olson is down. Right. You had Matt Khalil was a starting tackle. He's down. Daryl Williams was a starter. He's down. You also have Trey Turner. He's got a concussion. He's likely to miss the game. There's a, that's a lot to compensate for when you've got a tight end down, three offensive linemen down, and you're just trying to find your sea legs offensively here. Yeah, but the funny thing is, when you look at the receivers, you mentioned Funches, you mentioned Olsen, who's down right, and Torrey Smith. Smith had like one catch last week, and, and the guy who gets all the receptions out of the backfield is McCaffrey. McCaffrey's yeah. there. I'd say McCaffrey's 75% of their offense because no. he rushed he rushed the ball for 50 yards last week, and he caught like six passes for 45 yards. He's their offense. He really is him and Newton's legs, and that's who they have to stop. Well, it's, it's not 75% McCaffrey. He's a big part of it. Sure, but no, he's not 75 Pretty close to it. No, no, come on, man. The, the, who, who's, who do you have to watch out for offensively? I mean, come on. I mean, Torrey Smith is a heck of a receiver, but he only had one reception yeah. last week. Come on, really. I, he, he's okay. I would never say Torrey Smith is all world. No, it's but he's Cam all right. Newton, it's Cam, and it's Christian McCaffrey, and then it's, you know, by committee. Right. It's Devin Funches might have a game here or there. Oh, all of a sudden, Torrey Smith, he had a six-catch game. It's not going to be anything that jumps out at you. But, yeah, it's led by Cam Newton and McCaffrey. Sure, that's the one-two punch offensively. I would say this much. The bottom line is this. Matt Ryan, to me, is a better quarterback all around than Cam Newton. And if you're talking about quarterbacks right now, Matt Ryan's going to get it done today. I think it's going to be a close one. I mean, really, I'm not laying any shekels on this game. It's going to be a close one, but I think the Falcons win this game. Yeah, I think Matt Ryan is... uh, just a little bit better than Cam Newton. I think he's been the better uh, quarterback over the course of his career versus Cam. It's just funny to me and sad in a way that Matt Ryan gets crushed the way he does. This guy gets talked about like he's your average run-of-the-mill guy. He's a former MVP, just like Cam Newton. It doesn't make any sense to say Cam Newton's just average either. These are good quarterbacks. They give you a chance to compete for a Super Bowl year in and year out. So I don't know why they're talked down upon so much, but Matt Ryan is talked down upon more than Cam is. You know, it's funny. I think a lot of times, 
and this goes really in all sports to me, statistics are a big part of why someone is kind of put in a certain category. Of course, you know, you're good because you have these things to back you up. But I think sometimes your personality has a lot to do with it as well. And I don't know Matt Ryan from Joe Ryan. I really don't. I don't know what kind of guy he is. And, and sometimes people take that to heart and they kind of badmouth the guy, even though his statistics prove otherwise. Maybe I'm way off base on this, but Matt Ryan to me is not getting the just do throughout his career that he deserves. Well, I look at it slightly differently. I think it's a lot like corporate America. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've had a boss or two in your day, Andy, that they were just too busy to be accurate. And so what they do is yeah. they take a couple of big picture things and they just kind of guess what else is happening. <laughs> they just take an estimated guess about how good of an employee you are. And that's what happens with fans a lot of times. You're not yeah. watching the Panthers and the Falcons week in and week out, 60 minutes. You're catching the big games or you're watching some of the highlights. Right. So you look at the the most impactful games in their careers. It was the Super Bowl losses. And Matt Ryan played pretty well. It was Kyle Shanahan not running the ball and kicking the field goal, which cost right. him the Super Bowl. No it wasn't doubt. anything that Matt Ryan did. Cam Newton not jumping on the fumble. Those are the big impression games. Going back to week one, standalone game with Matt Ryan. Big impression game. He dropped the ball. And that's a big reason why he's undersold all things considered. That's the reason why his reputation gets out of whack. There you go. Brian No, Andy Furman, we are Fox Football Sunday coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Get to us at 877-99 on Fox. We welcome your phone calls on this football Sunday, 877-996-6369. And just how many times will he throw the ball? That's next, but first we go to our guy, Ralph Irvin, for the latest. Well, thank you very much, Andy, and we start with college football where there were a bunch of upsets on Saturday, including BYU shocking number 6 Wisconsin 24-21. Number 12 LSU went on the road and won at number 7 Auburn 22-21, while number 4 Ohio State ran away from number 15 TCU 40-28. Texas the big upset over number 22, Southern Cal, 37-14, while San Diego State shocks number 23, Arizona State, 28-21. Of course, in Las Vegas, Canelo Alvarez won a majority decision over Gennady Golovkin. That unifies the middleweight titles. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience and that's right guys we are less than six and a half hours away (laughs) from kickoff of nfl sunday number two and yes it is being reported that ben roethlisberger is injured which means he's in mid-season form because he's always injured though he is expected to play this week Thank you. See you in an hour, Ralph. Thank you so much. Hey, this guy had the most attempts in week one. We'll tell you who he is in just about a minute. 31 past the hour. Fox Football Sunday. Brian No, Andy Furman. And welcome, everybody, to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier less than 10 minutes from now. Bronx Talk Radio with Sammy K. I see him putting on his makeup right now in the green room. But... We go to the Colts. We go to the Redskins. Colts 0-1, Redskins 1-0. And this guy, B, was coming off reconstructive shoulder surgery, playing his first NFL game in 616 days. Andrew Luck 
threw the ball 53 times Man. in a 34-23 loss to the Bengals. More attempts than anyone in Week 1 in the National Football League. That is nuts. I know it, man. They're relying heavily on Andrew Luck. He played well. I think yeah. they're being undersold in this game, Andy. Six-point six point dogs. You know they have the look-ahead lines? So they have the lines for, say, week three already. So we're going into week two. So depending on what happens in week two, sometimes the week three lines will shift big time. And that's what's happened in this Colts-Redskins line. You used to have the Colts about two-and-a-half-point dogs, and so the Colts lose, and the Redskins look great against the Arizona Cardinals. So all of a sudden, it becomes a six-point spread. I think that the Colts, they... I'm playing them today. I'll just be honest with you, Andy. I'm going to go with the Colts to cover the six points. (laughs) If you could give me six with the Colts. A couple of numbers here. How about this? Luck is 22-6 and against the spread and 23-5 and straight up in games after a loss in his career. It's pretty good. And you also look at the Colts. They should have beaten the Bengals in week yeah, they one. They did. They should have. They, really they were should've. driving for at least the uh, the tying drive. And then and a fumble right at the end. Yeah, had the fumble and everything. It was bad. But, it uh, really was. Uh, yeah. Actually, it might have been down by four. Anyway, they were driving in and could have easily won that game. But the fumble cost them by Jack Doyle. I ask you this, Andy. If the Colts won that game, do you think it's a six-point spread today? If the Colts won that game, I would say the Colts probably would have been favored to win this game. No, no it wouldn't have swung I, that much, but well, they're not six-point dogs. Is, the game is in Washington, so I think you get the automatic two to three points right there, but I don't think it will be six points. Maybe three. Maybe three. I mean, it, yeah, it, it might have been, right, a standard spread, something like yeah, that. Right. But I, to me, look at the, the Bengals. Look how tough the Bengals were. In week two, the Thursday night game against the, the Ravens. And that surprised yeah, the, me. If the Colts should have beat them. So I, I think the Colts, I, we're looking at the Colts like the 4-12 and 12 team that didn't have Andrew Luck last year. And this is not a star-studded roster, but I think they're good enough to keep it within six today. Yeah, and don't forget, you know, we're talking Colts, Colts, Colts. This Redskins team is not a good team. And I just don't think you're going to rely on Adrian Peterson all year long. I know he had 96 yards and 26 attempts and a touchdown. I think the gas tank is going to be less than full today, and by week four or five, will be almost empty. I don't think he could continue to do so. I really don't. I, I don't think this is a good football team. I don't think the Washington Redskins are a good team at all. I, I said that going into the season. I don't think there's a lot of uh, talent circling around Alex Smith, their quarterback. I don't care who the quarterback is. You have to have talent around there. So running back Adrian Peterson, I, I, I don't see it happening. I really don't. Well, I agree with you in terms of Peterson's production starting to go downhill. Uh, I'm not rooting for that to happen, but the guy's 33. You know, he looks great so far, but the wear and tear throughout his career, I think it's going to catch up with him. But I disagree with you, Andy, to say that he doesn't have talent around him from Alex Smith's perspective. Jordan Reed is a fantastic pass-catching tight end. And then you also have Jamison Crowder, who's very overlooked as a, you know, a smaller stature wide receiver, but he's very good. You get Paul Richardson coming over there from the Seahawks. We're waiting for Josh Doxson, former first-round pick, to really flourish and take that step forward. But it's not like he's sitting there with nothing to work with. Trent Williams is one of the best left tackles in football. 
I hear what you're saying, but you know what? In the National Football League, in order to win, you got to run the football. Adrian Peterson right now, I don't know what he's got left, and Chris Thompson's not going to get it done. That's all I'm saying. That's the backfield right there, and I don't think it's a great backfield. Yeah, Jordan Reed might be the second or third best tight end in, in all of football. Then again, you have to look at Andrew Luck throwing the football. Josh Norman and Quinton Dunbar will be on their heels all day long in that backfield. Well, we shall see, my friend. <laughs> it sounds like you're uh, uh, you're gonna lay the you're gonna take the six as well with the Colts here today. Is that what I, you're telling I me? I like the Colts. I mean, after yeah. what I saw on opening day, and again, I'll, I'll tell you right now, as a Bengal fan, I'm not allowed to talk about Cincinnati. I mean, I follow the rules. Hey, they're the they're above five hundred. You're allowed right now, Andy. <laughs> I, I know, but however, uh, <laughs> they were they were lucky to beat the Indianapolis Colts in in the in Indianapolis on opening night when they came back the Bengals against Baltimore and what what Baltimore did. I mean, an opening night with the points that they put up, I was somewhat shocked. I really was. But today, I, I think that the Colts win, and I think Andrew Luck has a, wow. has a marvelous game. I think he throws for over 300 yards again today. I really do. Money line special? Dogs are barking? You calling it? Yeah. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> you I'm you're saying me they hooked. keep it you, within getting, six. You're getting me hooked into this, uh, putting the shekels down. And I've, not, I've never been a big shekel guy, you know? I, I watch the uh-huh. games for enjoyment. I understand it goes to the next level when you do put a shekel or two on there because there's a definite rooting interest in. I, 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 just, I, I never have, but you know what? You're leaning me in that direction. You are. You're I just like the there. description of yourself. You haven't been a big shekel guy. No, I have not. I have not. No, I like I, that. It's good. It's funny. You, you know, I'm I, I getting involved in, in gambling, okay? And, and I don't want to go in that direction, but I, I think sometimes the peers and that social group that you hang out with has a lot to do with your gambling. A lot of the friends that I know and hang out with, they're not real gamblers. They really aren't. So I think that really puts me in the same loop as they because they don't and I don't. I mean, I don't know the, the social people that you hang with, but maybe they're gamblers. Is that the way it works? No, no, it's not at all. Like, really? uh, you know, take drinking, for instance. Pretty much everybody I hang out with drinks, <laughs> but I, I don't. So, no, you don't have to hang out with a bunch of gamblers. It doesn't have to be like this smoke-filled dungeon room where guys are like, hey, you lay in the six and not like you got to talk like that. No, you don't have to be surrounded by gamblers to dabble in the gambling world from time to time, Andy. Well, in this day and age, obviously, you don't have to because you could go to a gambling situation anywhere. Racetracks have them. I mean, you go, they're going to have legalized gambling in almost every state in the next three to five years. So that's the way it is, right? You go to New Jersey and Monmouth Park Racetrack, you can bet on any game you want. That's just the way it is right now. Yeah, it's growing, man. State-by-state basis. So it might be in your neck of the woods not too long from now. What do you Uh, think? What's the over-under? You know what, though? Honestly, they just came. We were like one of the last states to get get casinos. I mean, come on. What year is it going to be? What year is it going to be where you can walk in and fork down some cash on a game? About 2024. 2024. Okay, I'm going to keep tabs on that. Yeah, by the time they built casinos in Ohio... And Kentucky doesn't even have any, really. I mean, they really don't. But by the time Ohio had him, they were so far behind the eight ball is ridiculous. I mean, Indiana had him, and it's right over the border, and everybody was going to Indiana. And now all of a sudden, Ohio's got him, but they're not doing that well. And they put up so many in so many locales that I don't know how anyone does really well because they're just so close to one another. It's funny to me how some of those states are like, nope. No, we don't want millions and millions and millions of dollars that we could be using for the state. Sure. Now you're going to have to go across the border where they allow gambling. It's just funny to me how some states are like, nope, we're good. 
We don't need well, millions. Well, you, you got a lot of groups within states, uh, religious groups, saying that it's not good. It uh, brings prostitution. It brings crime. And, you know, a brings lot of these prost- people- What? Oh, <laughs> yeah, we've had Hold that. We, we've had that here in Cincinnati. But before they had the downtown casino built, there were religious groups protesting. You know, there's gamblers. Gamblers that bring crime, high, high crime interest downtown, prostitution. You name it. And it was all over the place. It was bad. They had, you know, standoffs and everything in downtown Cincinnati. It was ugly. How, but how, can you break that down for me? How, and we've seen a few states that allow legalized gambling now. Yeah. How, how do the how do the prostitutes just follow that? I don't know. If they're like, know yeah, this. you can bet at the rest, racetrack now where they're like, oh, all right, let's target the racetrack now. <laughs> it's ama- it really how, is how amazing to me. And you know what? Right across the border in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, which I live about 20 minutes from, they have built so many downtown eateries you know do you know any kid that lives in that area can go to college for free that's how much money the casinos have brought in in lawrenceburg indiana it's unbelievable they paved the streets with gold there new lights new streets new sewer systems that's what the gamblers have done and the casino has done in lawrenceburg indiana and for other states not to take note of that they're crazy yeah i i'm with you andy i, I don't know why you would say no nope, i'm good don't need oh. millions. We're fine. Oh, I know. I don't understand it either, but we move on. We digress. It's about 18 <laughs> before the top of the hour. Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Football Sunday. And, of course, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. When it's time to argue, really and truly, there's only one place to go. We're there. Next. Bronx Talk Radio coming right up about 12 minutes before the top of the hour. We call this Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And before we get rolling, I got some great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And by the way, I got to remind you, we're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. But now you're a host of hosts, the one and only Sammy K. Let's do it. Guys. Guys. It's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the irrationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. Here's something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio, hosted by the great Sammy K. Oh, that's me. I'm pooped. I'm pooped this weekend. Got so much sports coming out of my ears. How you two doing? Good, good. We're good. good. We're good. We're doing fantastic. How are you going to be pooped? You got to bring the freaking energy. I over got here. the energy. Always got yeah. the energy, but it's whoo. A lot of sport. A lot of sport. Listen, Lenny Millennial. Remember him? Yeah, you remember Lenny Millennial. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. loves him some gimmicky gabagool. These, these young kids. The turnover chain in Miami. The turnover thrown in Boise. The kids love these novelties. I guess the fans do too. Uh, I guess it inspires a player. It inspires the players. Listen, to do their job. Come on, do your job. You don't need some gimmick. What do we make of this? This is getting out of control with these gimmicks. You know, these it's props, really funny. Sam, it's funny you mention that because last night, University of Cincinnati is playing Alabama A&M, and every time there's a turnover on the sidelines, they got a basketball goal, and they dunk the basketball. Oh, my God. Si- it's a sideshow. 
I'm tired of the sideshows. Give me the game. Give me the meat and potatoes without the vegetables. You know what I mean? You guys sound so freaking old over here. Come on. You got to embrace the stuff that the kids freaking like over here. Yeah. I don't have any problem with this. A new uniform. With the yeah. freaking ideas. Yeah. How about Florida State gimmick. with a turnover backpack that's freaking ridiculous? What? I got an idea. <laughs> I got an idea. I'm part of the solution yeah. over here. Let's How about hear it. Let's hear it. Follow Let's me hear. here. The turnover Turnovers. <laughs> so you get a turn. You go over Fresh there. You got baked. a little pastry. You get a little cherry the turnover. Oven. How about that? That's tasty. Yeah, and they'll be they'll be selling sponsorships for that pretty soon. Stop with the gimmicks, Betty really Crocker. Is. We got your name. All right. Fresh out of the oven. Keeps you gives give you the carbohydrates. Keeps you going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I don't know about it though. Okay. Here we go. Uh, listen. outside of Ohio State and Penn State. Uh, what team really what has any shot whatsoever in the Big Ten to actually make the college football playoff? I mean, a Michigan, a Wisconsin actually have any real chance to claw back into this? Uh, Brian, you tell me. They got no chance. No chance. It's, it's Ohio State. It's oh, Penn well, State. It's those two They're teams. wiping the floor with people. Yeah, you, you look at Michigan State. They already lost to Arizona State. They're done. Everybody's freaking done except Ohio State and Penn State. That's it. Sammy, you got to open up a wound. You got to open up a sore wound and put what are you salt talking on it. About? Take it easy with the Big Ten. They had a rough day yesterday. They had Back a rough. off a Did little you bit, see these you? overflowing oh. toilets with oh. Maryland and oh. Northwestern and Nebraska and Rutgers losing to Kansas? Northwestern lost to Akron. How does that happen? My God, someone call a plumber. I mean, by the, way, by the way, all that trash that the Big Ten was talking, puffing their chests out like there's somebody or something. Can you imagine? Can you freaking imagine what people would be saying if if it was the SEC instead yeah, yeah. who went seven teams that lost to unranked non-conference foes. Do you realize? Do you freaking realize what they'd Nebraska. be saying about the What happened to that once well, come on. program? Let Scott Frost give him a little bit of time. He'll be fine. But some of these other, like Northwestern losing to Akron. Oh. Come on. Come on. They won 10 games last Kansas, year. Kansas beat up on Rutgers. Cut it like that. You get, you I don't get know. By, you get whooped by Kansas? Yeah, that that's an indictment of the freaking conference. Right I will there. say though, never get it. Listen, the raise the Razorbacks. They got a new coach, but they got rolled by North Texas. That opened my eyes. I'll tell you that. That, that was great when they had the fake fake catch over What's there. That? The fake the catch. fake the yeah. fake fake catch. Oh, yeah. it was great. Trickery. I love, I love it. it. Okay. The listen. only problem is, Sammy K, yes. you got to come up with six others with an SEC <laughs> team moving <laughs> to a listen. The SEC non-conference foe, huh? The SEC is uh, it's a little top heavy. I'll just say that, but they you know they still got Bama, who's the champs every year. All right, listen here, it's close, but it's as soon close. as that first crunchy leaf falls to your twinkly toes, yes, you start yes. seeing pumpkin this and pumpkin that coming out uh, of your ears. Uh, What's the deal with all this pumpkin spice, pumpkin rice, pumpkin rye? Pumpkin What's going rice? on? Pumpkin rice? <laughs> I don't know. I've heard of it's everything's rice. got pumpkin flavoring on it. There's no actual pumpkin in any of this stuff. <laughs> Tell me, what's with the pumpkin stuff? I mean, I'm, I don't want it in my I'll coffee. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you this right now. I got a confession to make. Okay, tell me. Go in ahead. Front of you two got Jones 10 seconds. There, okay? 10 seconds. Seconds. I've never had pumpkin pie. I've never had an. It's not even real pumpkin. pumpkin I don't pie. think it's processed. You're not American. You're not an American. You know that. <laughs> You're not an American. You're not American. Put some ice cream on it. I just put some never whipped cream had on an it. interest in eating some freaking pumpkin pie. There's stuff that's oh, way more delicious than pumpkin. Pie. Freaking pumpkin. It's, it's real pumpkin. pumpkin. An ugly win for the champs. We'll explain that in just about a minute. But now it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it is that time. It's Fox. Football Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman, and we are coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. Here he is, the one, 
the only, the hardest working man in show business today, my friend and partner, by the way, Brian. No, hello, B. How are you? Doing great, Andy Furman. I am all set, my friend. All set for week two action. Can what I does that mean, all set? I mean, lines. you got a certain sweatshirt or jersey you wear. What do you mean, all set? Well, I mean, I guess I didn't mean to mislead you on that. I'm ready for ball. I'm okay. absolutely ready. Exactly how the day unfolds, I don't know. I'm not sure because we tried to get direct TV for the Sunday ticket yesterday. Mm-hmm. Blockage of the satellite. So got to go plan B. So for this week, it's sports bars again. B-dubs. So I was thinking, I don't know if it's going to be B-dubs today. I got to be honest, I love the B-dub setup, but the one in this Portland area where we live, not the greatest. Not the greatest. Really? So I'm going to look around and see if there's another B-dubs nearby. There's another sports bar around. Get a little different flavor going on today. So I'm going to be scouting them out, Andy. A personal question, if I may, and I think I'm close yeah. enough to you right now that I may do this, okay? <laughs> You're in Portland now for several weeks. You're kind of a sports personality there. When you walk in and around downtown Portland, go to the shops, the bars, wherever it may be, the pubs, do they know, Brian, know yet, are you like a, a commodity now in the city of Portland? They know you, right? It hasn't happened where, you know, it's like the norm from Cheers type thing where they're like, hey! It hasn't been like that, but here and there, there have been a few people that have come up, and it's cool when they do that. It's really neat. Right. Uh, but no, to answer your question, Andy, it's not It prevalent. takes time. It takes yeah. time. Yeah. Are you doing anything to sell your brand, to, to build your brand? Are you going to like the various clubs, the Rotary Clubs to speak? They're always looking for speakers, the Lions Club. Are you going out there and talking to people? I, I mean, Tuesday nights, every other, it's bi-weekly. I uh, I dance at the local Chippendales. There you go. Yeah, there you and go. that's a All way right. to sort of get my name out there, you know? All right. Before we delve into the NFL Sunday, which we will, and we'll do it heavily, I got to ask you, well, the Big Ten yesterday, which is a shocker, I'm sure people in the Big Ten, in and around the Big Ten and Big Ten football fans, except Ohio State, of course, are going crazy today because seven teams lost non-conference games yesterday. But I will ask you this. Which of all those losses, in your mind, was the worst? The worst of them all? The worst of the Big Ten losses? Yeah. When you get crushed by Kansas, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sitting here telling you that Rutgers is awesome. But to get crushed by Kansas, there's not much worse than that. That's about as bad as it gets. And by the way, how about back-to-back weeks where Kansas has crushed teams? I know. Where did that come from? I know. And we said that coach was in the hot seat two weeks ago, and they won two games in a row. Kansas right. 55, Rutgers 14. That was ugly. But I tell you, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think. Maybe that Nebraska. I mean, people in Nebraska, I mean, they're diehard football fans. You're talking about a, a storied program losing to yeah. Troy 24-19. And I know they're going to say Troy's not that bad. They beat LSU at LSU last year. Not a great LSU team, though, a year ago. But Nebraska shouldn't be losing. You know, Nebraska, and that's bad for the Big Ten. and It really is. I just, look, I didn't like it when Nebraska left the Big 12. I've always loved that Nebraska-Oklahoma rivalry. I thought it yeah. stunk to high heaven when they left anyway. So, yeah. I don't know. I, just, I, I would just, look at it like this, though, Andy. The most damaging loss was Wisconsin, easily. Because oh. they were a, a lot of people had them in the playoff before yeah. the season started. So, for them to lose at home to BYU, that's easily the most damaging one. And that's the... The headline loss, when you're the number six team in the country and yeah. you lose, it's not like BYU is Kansas 
you know, BYU can still sneak up and beat you. But for that to be at the top of the list, followed by six other Big Ten teams that lost to unranked non-conference squads, that's that's the top one, man. Yeah, Wisconsin upset by BYU 24-21. But I tell you what, the best loss of the game as far as like Jeopardy trivia, I mean, it's got to be Northwestern lost at home to Akron which had not defeated a team from the Big Ten since 1894. That's a great <laughs> stat. <laughs> I love that. I really do. That is oh. a great stat. Oh, so that'll uh, be on Jeopardy yeah. perhaps in years to come. But yeah. we move to the big ones, the big boys right now. The NFL, because I got to tell you that ugly is better than a loss. What I mean by that, the Eagles beat the Falcons last week 18-12, and today the Eagles against surprisingly Tampa Bay – 1-0, both teams 1-0. Bucks beat the Saints, put up big 48 points, but the story in Week 1 was maybe the Week 1 MVP, the Bucks quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who basically had four touchdown passes, a career-high 417 passing yards, and now I guess he's making a case for himself to be a starter when Jameis Winston returns for Tampa Bay. Yeah, man, that was the shocker of Week 1, was Fitz Magic just carving up the Saints, man. <laughs> The Saints should have been in the NFC title game last year. Mm -hmm. And, man, I would have loved to have seen what the Saints would have done against the Eagles in the NFC title game. I'm not saying that the Saints would have won, but I feel confidently that they would have shown up and done a lot better job than the Vikings did in that title game. But that's a team that was a Minnesota, uh, a Minneapolis miracle away from being one of the final four teams last season. And the Saints showed up and laid an absolute egg at home against the the Tampa Bay Bucks but hey man give Fitzmagic some credit we've seen this movie movie before Andy where he looks glorious in certain weeks and then he's just atrocious in others so it's it's another big test for him and the Bucks but with Jameis Winston who's suspended for this game and the next game this is mm-hmm. a big deal for Fitzpatrick where if he has another stud performance yeah. he might hold on to this gig you know, and those people that are going crazy saying that, you know, maybe it's the Bucks' year and they're going to do this and the Eagles maybe are down. Look, the Bucks' defense still gave up 40 points against Drew Brees and the Saints. And let's talk about your guy, Nick Foles. I mean, Nick Foles for a second, okay? <laughs> 19 for 30, 417 yards. And, 117 uh, yards. I know. I mean, this guy... I mean, he's like Cinderella that's going to, like, burst at midnight soon because he's, he's leaving a dream. He's living a dream. Think about it. I mean, I, I'm moving over to your corner. Look, I, I'm happy for the guy. He, he was in a great situation. But, wow. I mean, I don't think on any other team he would have the success that he's had right now. And he's rolling. He's, he's on cloud nine. Think about it. He's on cloud nine right now. Yeah, I, it's just a huge range for this guy because you can't sell him short because on the – the plus side, he was capable of beating the best teams that the NFL had to offer last year mm-hmm. and having a lot of individual success. He was great against the Vikings, who had a fantastic defense in the NFC title game. He was great against the Patriots. And although they benched Malcolm Butler, that was still an outstanding performance on the biggest stage. Some clutch moments, completing a fourth down conversion late in the fourth quarter. like It was huge. You can't take any of that away from him. But right. on the other side... There's another Nick Foles. It's very similar to Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick's good isn't as good as Nick Foles has shown. But Nick Foles' bad is (laughs) equally as bad as Fitzmagic's is. Because, man, the bad for both of them is wretched. And that's the thing. 
I think that it's not just your ceiling with being a, a good NFL quarterback. It's where's your basement? Where's your floor? And if your floor is way down there, you're going to be a journeyman, which is what both of these guys have been. Yeah, I mean, when you go 19 for 34 for 117 yards, you got to scratch your head a little bit what's going on. But, you know, they, they have a complement of great players, you know, and, and honestly, he's got the run game. He's got a great line in front of him. So, to me, I, I don't think it's going to be much of a contest today, no matter what Fitzpatrick does, because I think the Eagles come out and they win, and they win big. I really do. I haven't seen what the line is, but i got to believe that the Eagles have got to be favored in this game, even though the game is in Tampa, Florida today. I'm taking the Eagles, and the Eagles should be favored. Andy, we got to get you some point spreads, my man. I, I, I'm going to message them to you. Okay, no, I, no, I'm going to tell you we what. Gotta I, I looked at the spread. Into point spreads I here. look at the spread. <laughs> I looked at the spread the other day. I didn't look at it this morning. I looked. I think it was Thursday or Friday. I got the Eagles yeah, by got three. The Eagles, Eagles, Eagles by three. three Eagles yeah. by three. I had the last time I looked. All right, so I, you, I'm in the when ballpark. When did you look? Monday. I think I looked Thursday. I think it was Thursday. I'm, kidding, I'm teasing you, man. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> the Eagles are absolutely favored in this one, and they should and, be. Maybe take the over. There could be a lot of points being scored today. Walking wounded on both sides. There are a lot of key injuries for both teams. You got Tampa's secondary. Vernon Hargraves is down for the year. You know, the Eagles, they've suffered a lot of injuries as well. Uh, A lot of theirs are offensively with Carson Wentz being out. Darren Sproles is out. Elshon Jeffrey is out. But I still think with Nelson Aguilar in the slot, he could have a lot of success against this Tampa team today. Tampa's still... Fully capable of giving up a lot of points. So I'm going to translate total, this. It's 45, Andy. Let's right. load up on the over in this one. Okay, but I'm going to translate with you. You you were tremendous, you know, statistically, and, and everything that you said made sense. But I'm going to bring it down to layman's terms because I'm a moron, and most people that listen to me are morons as well. You know, you make it sense, but I'm going to tell you what the real bottom line of the game is today. Do okay. not expect a 400-yard, five-touchdown performance with no turnovers from backup quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick today. That's all I'm saying. It's as easy as that. Would you agree? I would tend to agree with that, yes. I do not see Fitzpatrick throwing four touchdowns and having the same kind of game And today. no turnovers no. at 400-plus yards. Ain't going to happen. Yeah. Not going to happen. No. I mean, it's just the way it is. And the Eagles are still a better team. You know, don't worry about the Philadelphia Eagles. They'll be there at the end of the deal. They'll be there. And There's no doubt. I'm not mind. convinced. I still have the Eagles missing the playoffs this year. There are a lot of people that call me crazy. Ryan Dennis, our producer, would be one of those. He's a very, very nice gentleman. But the ugliness comes out when I sell his Eagles short, you know? Starts calling me names, starts threatening violence against me. No, I'm kidding. I'm going No, but when you look the at the division here. they play in, I mean, you got to go back and say, look, tonight – they got the Giants playing the Cowboys. You know, one of the teams has got to lose that game unless it ends in a tie. And the team that loses that game, I, I think the season, they got one foot in the grave. I, I really believe that. You got two losses. I mean, they got one foot in the grave. So Washington's out of it. One of the teams that loses tonight in that division is out of it. So the Eagles almost win that division by default when you think I about it. I completely disagree, Andy. Totally disagree. It's like people make it sound if you get off to a 1-1 one and one or an 0-2 oh start, you're done. Your chances are not great not if you good get off at all. to an 0-2 oh start. But you know one team who did? The Saints. The Saints started 0-2, oh and, and they were horrible. They gave up. Over 1,000 yards in offense the first two weeks. Well, I remember two years ago when the Chiefs, the Chiefs started out horrendous, and they came out and they made the playoffs. Remember that two years ago? They came on like gangbusters. Yeah, so it can happen. There were a lot of teams that started off one and one. The Eagles were one of them last year. They lost their week two game against the Chiefs. So this thought of, 
oh, if you lose today and you sink to one and one, or you're done, it's over with. We don't look at weeks eight and nine or whatever, any two weeks that you want to mention, compared to weeks one and two the same way. Right, no doubt. There's a lot of stuff that just gets lost in the shuffle. You think we're going to bust out the magnifying glass weeks 11 and 12 in a row? No, it's just weeks one and two, and we overreact to it. That's why we love it. That's why we love football. That's why we talk about it the way we do. And if you want to talk to us, you can on Twitter. At The No Show. Let's get those tweets hot and heavy right now. At The NOE Show. At Andy Furman FSR. Phone calls always welcome. At 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. This hour, we have bottom barrel betting. And in hour number three, the chic Alex Marvez will join you. Followed by Nose Picks. And, of course, we are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And he was head and shoulders above his peers. That's next. Looking for a repeat performance that's coming right up. 20 past the hour, Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. And by the way, we're proudly brought to you by VegasScoresAndOdds.com. By the way, for free winners daily, go to VegasCovers.com. That's VegasCovers.com. And my guy, Brian No, has got a tweet. I'd love to hear it. Okay, so I'm not quite certain how to decipher this, but Michael checks in and he says, even though Furman's guy Canelo won. Okay, I get it now. My guy. Sorry, I'm a little bit slow. Yeah, I guess your guy, Canelo. Even though Furman's guy Canelo won, no debating, Triple G was robbed two fights in a row. I didn't know Canelo was your guy. Is he just making stuff I didn't up? know he was my guy either. And I didn't even watch the fight. But I do know last year they had the same fight. It ended in a draw because the judge out in Vegas, what, Adelaide Bird, she scored yeah. the pound. Like, it was about it was like a, a 118 to 110 for Alvarez. Oh, and, that was uh, just and a travesty. The, it was, to it score was it ugly. Like that was it, it, it was a joke. It was bad oh. last year. It really was. Terrible. But Terrible. I didn't know I had a guy. I really didn't. That's news to me. Yeah, you got uh, apparently your Canelo guy. So, so just embrace it, you know, run well, with it. Okay, <laughs> but he won. Wow. I, I thought that Triple G came on down the stretch big time, and I thought he won the final three rounds. Two judges gave the final round to Canelo, and that, you know, definitely had an impact on the fight, the way it was scored and the decision going to Canelo. But this is another thing, man. I didn't think it was highway robbery. I thought it was it was very close. I think it should have gone to Triple G, but I cannot say that he got robbed the same way last night that he right. did the previous fight. And Triple G to one ten was a flat out joke. Right, he lost for the first time in forty fights. How do you like that? It's rough, man. I know it's rough but- because people are going to circle back and look at the rest of his career, which was brilliant. Yes, but to lose to a guy in Canelo. And I mean, not to lose by much, you know, to lose by the slimmest of margins and then have the rest of your career career being questioned now. That's rough, man. It's as rough as it gets. Well, speaking of losers, what about this guy, Josh Gordon? You know, I, I just want to touch on him for a second. I, I know the Cleveland <laughs> Browns received. transition. I like yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're playing the Saints today, and the Browns claim they're going to release him. They're going to dump him. They just say, pack your bags and get out tomorrow. Well, first of all, how many chances do you get? And number two, I mean, you can make fun of the guy if you want to, but let me tell you something. You know, alcohol, drug, it's a heck of a disease. I guess it just takes control of your body, and you have no willpower to stop it. I guess you don't. Some people do. I guess he doesn't. Well... The Browns would be out of their minds not to trade the guy. Those were the initial reports that they were going to release him. But as soon as the news broke and the GM, John Dorsey, put a statement out there saying, this is it, we're going to release him on Monday, 
there were teams calling the Browns like, yo, we'll trade with you. We want him. <laughs> so the Browns would be crazy to just flat out release him. You got to get no, something agree. for him. If there's teams willing to give you something for him, you got to do that. But in terms of Josh Gordon, it was just another situation where I guess he was doing a promotional shoot and hurt his hamstring or he had a strained hamstring, wouldn't been able to play today. And they're just like, all right, man, it's Enough. over. Yeah. We right. got to move on. Turn the page. Right. And I tell you what, again, the transition here, we're turning the page. And as far as like quarterbacks of the future, Sam Donald, the youngest quarterback to start in the NFL. How surprised were you by his performance? I watched the game. The first pass he threw was a pick six, and it came on. He went 16 for 21. What, uh, two touchdowns at the INT and that went at Detroit 48 17. And today he's playing against your favorites, your Dolphins. And both That's teams right. are 1 0. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a much tougher test today against that yes. Dolphins defense. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I thought that he rebounded very nicely to throw a pick six on your first ever NFL pass on a Monday night game, nationally televised, on the road. That's a lot of stuff going against you and to respond the way he did. I was impressed. I don't know that he's going to be a franchise QB for the next 15 years because he played well rebounding from that pick six, but that was a great, great sign for Jets fans. I just want to see his natural progression here. And think about this also, Andy. If you look at this squad, they don't exactly have front-line receivers. I wonder if the Jets would be one of those teams that would be interested in kicking the tires on Josh Gordon or seeing if he could get his life together because there's no denying Josh Gordon's talent. He's fantastic. It's just, can he get his addiction taken? Can he take control of his addiction and get everything else in his life sorted out? Yeah. I will say this much. I mean, how surprised were you that your Dolphins now are 1-0, beat Tennessee 27-20, and your guy, Ryan Tannehill, pretty decent performance last week, 20 for 28, 230 yards. I mean, two TDs, but he did throw two picks. But still in all, I mean, I didn't think that you in your heart of hearts really thought that they would beat Tennessee. What do you mean? What are you, why are you really? saying Did me? you? Did you? I, I thought that say- Derrick Henry, I had Derrick Henry um, hitting the over 55 and a half yards. <laughs> it was funny, Andy, because I'm watching the game and I was torn because I'm looking at Derrick Henry and he he had this long run for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's partially good because it's tied to a couple of parlays I had going on yes, uh, last week, you know? Mm-hmm. But it got called back due to a holding penalty. So I thought that the game could have gone either way, but I thought that Derrick Henry, Henry would have a lot of success running the football against the Dolphins because that rush defense is not great. And they held their own against Tennessee. So if they're able to do the same thing against the Jets today, I really like the Dolphins' chances. Well, I tell you what, though, you about the rush defense. The Dolphins' pass rush has to be better than the Lions. they got Cameron Wake and Robert Quinn. They're going to put some pressure on that young quarterback, Sam Donald. I mean, uh, he may not know what he's seen. However, the game is, in fact, in New Jersey, East Rutherford, so that gives the Jets a little bit of an up. And then uh, the Jets had four INTs against Matthew Stafford. I don't know if you could take that to the bank as much as really you should because Matthew Stafford just had one of those horrendous days, and I don't think you're going to see a day like that again out of Matthew Stafford. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I just don't see Matthew Stafford having a day like he had against the Jets again. Well, and that's another guy who he's got a lot of his reputation built upon some stinkers in big-time moments, you know? Right. Where that was a, another Monday night game, you know, nationally televised, and he was bad. Brutal. <laughs> brutal. He was brutal. 
And I think there are a lot of people that are just too busy to keep tabs on certain teams and certain players throughout the entire season. So you take some big picture things and apply it and make estimated guesses on the rest of it. And so for Matthew Stafford to throw four picks in that game, that did a lot to hurt his reputation, which wasn't sparkling to begin with. I think he's a good quarterback. I just think that he's been the victim of his roster more than the roster's been a victim of him. When you yeah, haven't then had a 100-yard yeah. rusher since Reggie Bush, yeah, that's no crazy. Doubt. Bad running game, always bad secondary. They just never had a good team in there. And, uh, you know, honestly, he takes the brute. He takes the, he gets the punishment because when a team doesn't win, you know, you point fingers to the quarterback, probably even more so than the coach. When you think about it in the National Football League, the coach almost escapes a lot of the heat that the quarterback gets in the NFL more than any other sport. Think about that. Isn't it true? It typically is true. The one exception would be John Gruden and Derek Carr. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. Tar- Carr throws three picks. He throws a pick six right to Marcus Peters. And John Gruden's the only one who got criticized for that week one loss. It's crazy. But because typically what you're saying is correct. It's all about the quarterback. And then we get to the coach and we bash him. But not after the quarterback. That's the opposite when it comes to John Gruden right now with the Red, with the Raiders. Right. And I don't want to ruin your day, but uh, the last time I looked at this line, it was a Danny Sheridan line. It was even between Dolphins and Jets. But I'm taking the Jets. I mean, again, Jets. I'm not doing this to stick who, a dagger in you. Who had the line you. even? What was that? I looked up Danny Sheridan's line. It was even on this game. Who's Danny Sheridan? He's a gambling guy. <laughs> Danny Sheridan's Who's, a big guy. It, no? It's not even. I mean, maybe... I don't know when it would have been, but before, mm. you know, before week one was played, really? maybe that was it. But well, what's yeah, your latest line on this game? Three-point favorites for really? pretty much the entire week, yeah. you got to go with the Jets in this game, right? I mean, come why? on. Why? Why? You're taking your Dolphins in this game. I'm just asking you to tell me why. you got to oh, go with the Jets. I think the, Do- I think the only thing the Dolphins have going for them is a pass rush, and if basically the Jets could kind of keep Sam Donald upright, I think it's a good situation. I think they're going to win. I think they're a better team. I, I don't think that they're going to pose much of a threat against the Jets. I really don't. You just got done telling me how Air Tannehill was pretty good last week. He was pretty good last week. He okay, was. so the only thing they have going for them is a pass rush? That's it? Uh, I mean, I think the Jets are just a better ball club, really. I mean, the key right now is the defensive pass rush of the Miami Dolphins, and I think the Jets could hold them off, and if they do, I think that's the ball game right there. I don't think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be one of those ho-hum games, but I think the Jets win this game like 17-14, something like that. Wow, you go slugfest on us here. It could. I'm just saying, I'm not telling you the opposite of what you're saying. I'm not saying, you got to go with the Dolphins. You're out of your mind if you don't go with the Finns today. Finns up, baby. I'm not saying that. I'm okay. just pushing back when you're like, you got to go with the Jets, right? Okay. This is right. a pick em to me. Really, a three-point spread for the home team being favored is essentially a pick em. And, so, and it's a big game for Sam Donald because, you know, if he does poorly, they're going to say, oh, you know, maybe he's not the uh, the guy we thought, right? I mean, that's just the way people are. It's like a roller coaster. He comes back and has a tremendous performance today. He's going to open up even more eyes. And that's, that's going to be a big deal. So I think it's a big game for not only for the Jets, but for Sam Donald. It really is. It is. You know the drill, Andy. Yeah, it's going to be a roller coaster. You know, Patrick Mahomes had a great game last week, and it's like, right. oh, they found their quarterback for the next 15 years. Exactly Have right. They it's <laughs> like one ah good game singular, not even plural yet. Yeah, you know? throw Ryan Fitzpatrick in that mix too. 
Well, we know he's a journeyman, but right. for the young guns, for Sam Darnold, for Patrick Mahomes, good starts, all things considered. But there's a lot more information to find out about these guys. Remember RG3? RG3 was all world his rookie yeah. year. He can't get and on the field now. And that changed quickly, very yeah. quickly. Well, so the injury had a lot to do with it because his down. game was his legs, and he really hurt him, and that's basically why he's not playing. But you're right. I mean, basically he was the next whatever, and it uh, didn't happen. But the injury really hurt him and hurt his career. Brian No, Andy Furman, we're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Love hearing from you. How? Twitter. At the No Show, at Andy from an FSR, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. When a tie is a win or a loss. That's next, but first, to Ralph Irvin for the latest. Well, thank you very much, Andy. And we do begin with college football where it was a joyous evening in San Diego. Shotgun snap. Wilkins, a deep drop from his own 45, will air it out. Way high. All of them in the end zone. Knocked away. Game over. Game over. Aztecs beat Arizona State for the second consecutive year. Mighty 1090 AM with the call. 28-21 the final. San Diego State knocks off number 23 Arizona State. Number 22 Southern Cal. They fall at Texas 37-14 while BYU upsets number 6 Wisconsin 24-21 and number 7 Auburn falls at home to number 12 LSU 22-21 the final big win for uh, number 4 Ohio State they ran away from number 15 TCU 40-28 to online car shopping it can be confusing but not anymore with true price from true car now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car so visit true car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience on the diamond, San Francisco shut out Colorado 3-0. That, coupled with the Dodgers winning St. Louis, puts L.A. atop the National League West. They lead the Rockies by a half game. And Cleveland clinches the American League Central Division with a 15-0 win over Detroit. And, of course, in Las Vegas, Canelo Alvarez won a majority decision over Gennady Golovkin, unifying the middleweight title. Guys? Thank you. Guys, now, Rob, thank you so very much. I, I, All right. I wasn't done yet, Andy. Oh, you said guys. <laughs> yeah, I said guys. <laughs> We're five and a half hours away from kickoff of How NFL Sunday you, number Andy two. From, you stepped on the clock, the countdown clock. I apologize on his behalf. Ah, Ralph, Ralph, I'm so sorry. I am Ralph, sorry. Ralph, Ralph, I'm sorry. Oh, Forgive me, please. Okay. Please. Thank you very much. <laughs> By the way, he looks like a real star. He does. That's Ralph Irvin, but do that in a minute. We'll do that. By the way, it is a star, star-studded show as well. Fox Sports Sunday. It's Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman, and of course, welcome everybody to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. Brought to you by Geico. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And, of course, bottom barrel betting in less than 10 minutes. And we have... The Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers tiding the Browns last week, meeting the Chiefs in Pittsburgh today. Heinz Field, Ben Roethlisberger again, you know, maybe hurt, maybe not hurt, but Kansas City allowed, what, 400-plus yards passing, 123 yards rushing, but they did beat the Chargers last week. Get this, though. Second career start for Kansas City quarterback. You hit it on the head, B. Patrick Mahomes, 15 for 27, 256 and four touchdowns. Can he do it again? Can he? Absolutely, he can. But will, will he? he? That's will the he? whole yes. question. So yes. 
I look at the Steelers and the uncertainty with Big Ben and his injury. I expect him to play. I think he's going to be fine against the Chiefs. We've been mm-hmm. down this road many, many times with Big Ben. And mm-hmm. remember Brian Billick a few years ago where he's like, he's such a drama queen. He's going to be like, <laughs> oh, gosh, my leg's falling off in midweek, and then he balls out on Sunday. That's the way it goes. But this Steelers organization, Andy, I think the only reason they're not known right now for being the most dysfunctional franchise in football which is exactly what they are is because they've won six rings as a franchise but no doubt are they're off the the rails right now with dysfunction it's crazy with everything going on with Le'Veon Bell holding out everything that his teammates said publicly about it Antonio Brown's threatening reporters who are writing stories about him on Twitter it's crazy what's going on with this team well, you know what? You're exactly right. Le'Veon Bell right now, but the Steelers running back James Conner came in. He got 135 yards against the Browns, but still, you uh, you know, a, a tie to the Browns to me is a loss to the Browns. I'm sorry, but just, that's it. Ben Roethlisberger had five turnovers for the Steelers this week in that tie with the Browns. And I tell you what, I would say this. I think the Chiefs win this game. I think the Chiefs take this game in Heinz Field today. I just think the Chiefs need to tighten up their defense. That's the key right there. You can't give up that many yards like they did a week ago. But look, I mean, this Pittsburgh team, as you say, I think the problems in the locker room translate to problems on the field. They certainly right. do. And they got some major problems. They absolutely do. I'm going to go the other way. You can still be dysfunctional and win games. Right. It's just it shows up during the season and especially in the postseason these little things accumulate and it's not just out of nowhere why the Steelers find themselves losing in the playoffs but I look at the Chiefs and I don't love their defense I think the Steelers offense is going to get on track in a big way really they were just sloppy turning the football over last week six turnovers and you still force a tie which is pretty astounding but the Steelers and Big Ben, they've done really, really well against the Chiefs recently, led by Andy Reid, where they're 4-0 against the spread, 4-0 straight up against the Chiefs Then their last games against Andy Reid. So, and they're 6-1 and in their last seven home games. Uh, so in terms of scoring a lot of points, the over is 6-1 and in the last seven home games. So I expect a lot of points today. The yep. total is way up there, Andy. It's in the mid-50s almost. It's at 54 Wow. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of fireworks today, I believe. But I think that the Steelers come out on top, get their first win of the year. And you talk about fireworks. When you mention that one name comes to mind, that's the wide receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Tyreek Hill. That guy, yeah. to me, he's worth the admission ticket. He really is. He had, what, like three touchdowns last week. One was on a punt return. An exciting football player. And I want to see if Pittsburgh's going to stop him. But I love watching this guy play. I really do. He's like an extra added weapon that many teams don't have. Yeah, they call him the cheetah. I love this. Yeah, the, the the cheetah, that's how the the guy says it. The cheetah's loose. I love that. <laughs> or this one. There goes the cheetah. <laughs> what a great nickname for Tyreek Hill. Isn't he a cheetah? That yeah, guy but, is but, but so not C-H- quick. Yeah, but it's not C-H-E-A-T-E-R. It's C-H-T-E-E-A-H. I mean, cheetah. The, the animal cheetah, not a cheater. Right. right? So what was right. the second spelling you went with? Cheetah. C-H-T-E-A-T-E-A-T-E-A-T-E-A-T-E-A-T-E-A-T-E-A-T-E-A-T-E-A-T-E-A-T-E-A-T-E-A-T-E-A-T-E-A-T-E-A-T-E-A-
CHT, what are you doing, Andy Furman? CHT, EAH, 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 I think, isn't it? I don't know. Tell me. Forget it, okay? Google, Andy. Google is your friend. Yeah, it certainly is. I need one right now, that's for sure. (laughs) Leave me out on an island over here, okay? What I'm saying is that he's not C-H-E-A-T-E-R, not cheater, all right? That's all I know. Okay. All right, but but look, if Ben Ben's going to play because every every year he comes out like he's hurt, he's injured, and he probably is, but he'll play. There's no doubt in my mind yeah. he's going to play. But I don't think you're going to see the Ben that we know that we have seen. And look, remember one thing: he's no kid anymore. I mean, really and truly, right. one bang here, one bang there. Who knows what's going to happen? That's why I like Kansas City, and I'm not a great Pittsburgh Steeler fan anyway. So that comes into the mix with me. That comes well, I'll tell you mix. this, Andy. You hit on something that's interesting is Big Ben was brutal last week. He was really bad with the three yes, picks, was. two fumbles. It's a bad, bad game. He had many throws that didn't result in interceptions. They're just incompletions. And I'm like, what is he doing? What's he doing? I know it wasn't a bright, sunshiny day. It was ugly. It was rainy and all that. But he's played in weather conditions like that and looked much better. So right. I'm not saying that he's going to be awful all year. But it's just funny, Andy, where... There are so many people that are highly focused on Tom Brady and when his game is going to go downhill or deteriorate. But we're not looking at Big Ben closely. He's just drafted three years after Tom Brady. Well, four years, actually. Brady was in 2000. Big Ben is in 04. But you think about Big Ben, Eli. We've seen a lot of games where it might indicate the end is near. And so it bears watching throughout this season where instead of Focusing all that attention on Brady, you might want to look at a couple of guys that were, were drafted just a few years after him. Well, he still threw for over 300 yards though last week. I mean, come okay, on. But okay, but the picks. Come on, man. No, the no, picks. I know. Bumble, I, 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 he did not this. look like himself. Right, and that's why today's going to be a big key. We'll see what he does this week and uh, against Kansas City. It's going to be tough. I mean, the game is at home, which is an advantage, but I tell you what, momentum is a key. Momentum is a big key, and I think Kansas City has it, and Pittsburgh doesn't. I mean, you got to believe there's something in their head right now having to tie the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they're celebrating in Cleveland with that with that beer machine, aren't they? With the beer cooler. Does a tie count as a win? Did they open it up with a Bud Light? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was just for a win where they bust out the Bud Light for fans. They can't do that for a tie. A tie, is a tie is a win in it Cleveland. It counts half as a win, half as a loss. So they get a shot so technically, blast, it is half a win. So you get a half a beer. That's what you do. There you I go. I don't know. Yeah. Give Maybe six it, ounces. Yeah. There you go. I love that. Brian No, Andy Furman, we are here. Fox Football Sunday Live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's the game that keeps on giving heartaches. Bottom barrel betting is freaking next. Bottom barrel betting coming right up at about 12 minutes now before the top of the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. By the way, we got a game here, so let's do it now. You got that thing for me? It's bottom. Oh, really? I thought you was late. Barrel. barrel. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Yes, it is, and it's a proud service of Geico. What does it mean when Geico says? Just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. And now, your host of hosts, the one and only R.D. Ryan Dennis. Hello, R. Hello, hello again, guys. And I would just have a quick question for you. Are you guys a member of the Browns or the Steelers? Because you did quite an impression upon them, considering we've well, got a, a complete tie. Like, mm. there's no tiebreaker. 
because, in fact, our tiebreaker ended in a tie last week, which is incredible. Can I, can I tell you something? What happened? I'm having a hard enough time trying to figure out how to spell the word cheetah, so forget about Browns and Steelers. I, still, I can't figure it out still. They're making fun of me on Twitter now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, we so we went down the board with all of our bets last week. You guys uh-huh. picked the same pe- same picks, and then we decided to make a tiebreaker. Uh, Andy took the Browns, and then Brian took the Steelers. So I oh, guess wow. at this point, I mean, wow. you know, I, what, what do you what do we do? I guess we're just going. Let off, it carry off the over bat. to the next yeah, week. I guess you know? so. We're just moving on then. That's did we great. get stuff right that we tied on earlier, though? How the, did we do? The only thing you guys did get right is the uh, the over unders <laughs> for two and a half uh, for Russell Wilson getting sacked by the Broncos. D. Oh and, yeah, and that's they right. They actually sacked that's him right. six times in that game. Yeah, because <laughs> we had the over one and a half interceptions for or no turnovers for turnovers Sam Darnold, for right? Sam, and it We're was actually it was just one interception, one. and it was <laughs> the first play like you guys are talking yeah. about. Yeah. So I guess we'll move on to this week, and we'll uh, I believe I Second believe attempt. Andy won it last week. So we'll start with Brian here. But the Cowboys' offense only put up eight points on the board against uh, in their loss to Carolina last weekend, uh-huh. and they're playing at Jerry World tonight, facing the Giants Sunday Night Football. Right. So Brian, over under sixteen and a half points scored by the Dallas offense Sunday night, and that means offense. So no Eli Manning, or uh, I guess no pick sixes for right. Dallas. Solely offense. Um, I'm going to take the over. That's a great line by you because it, it really could easily is. be under, but I can see them getting to 17 points. That's not too tall of an order One more against of a that Giants defense. Yeah, I, I think they can get to 17. Sure. But by, by the way, before we go on to Andy's pick, I got to backtrack for a second. Did you just say, I'll give it to Andy, so we'll start with you, Brian. Did you, we just chronicle how it was a tie last week? Did no, 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 no. no like, uh, the week before that, okay, I, b- gotcha, I believe Andy gotcha. won it. Yeah, okay. So. He probably did. Yeah. He's a bright individual. Right. What do you say on this one, Andy? <laughs> I'm going to go under. I tell you what, I'd like the Giants in this game. I think the Giants win this game something like 24 to 10. So I like the Giants holding them on. 10. Yeah, yeah. I really did you say do. you do you get went over for under uh, under. Oh, under for Dallas? Yeah. Okay, yeah, perfect. under for Dallas. All right, we'll move on here. Probably no agreement sh- already. We yeah. can't tie. Yeah, perfect. Well, I love it. We'll see. Finally, we we'll have see. a little a little something to uh, look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> there was probably Could the no- tiebreaker be how to spell cheetah. I lost. Yeah. No. No shot. I think Can that I one. Use spell chat. All right, we're going. Uh, we're going. Probably, <laughs> you know, Bills and Chargers today. There's probably no shot the Bills are going to start Nathan Peterman against the Chargers. You know, after last year's five interception debacle, right. you know, as, as well as last week's performance by Nathan Peterman. Right. So Josh Allen, he's scheduled to get the start today. Again, it's in Buffalo. So over under one and a half picks by Josh Allen against the Chargers. Andy, over definitely over. May happen in the first half, but it's over. You got to go over, man. Got to go. You over. just have to. Casey Hayward's ball hawk. You should make it in a half rather than the game. Any shot? Any shot? He throws five. Sure. <laughs> There's a shot. There's an <laughs> outside shot. I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah, it's his first shot NFL that Pe- start. That's a terrible offensive line, yeah. too. Any shot that Peterman relieves him. Ooh, that's. A <laughs> good, I, I mean, I think only due to injury. Right. I think he could stink it up to the high heavens, and they're going to still roll with him. What would be the Who's rationale third string of being guy? like, "Hey, let's t- let's throw in the guy that threw five picks against this let's team"? Throw in last the guy year. that we wanted to replace initially. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he gets replaced. I don't see that happening. All right, but, fi- uh, finally, guys. A, yeah, it's 
I'm sorry. I was going through the depth charts here real fast. Where is it? Uh, no, that's just it. Nathan Peterman's the yeah. backup. Oh, the, well, I guess you have it like Kelvin Benjamin under center or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, this game, I'm this game. I'm re- really looking forward to. You guys were talking about it earlier. Chiefs at Steelers. It's the highest over under of the week. Over under fifty three and a half points for this game, Brian. I don't love it, but I'm going to say under Ooh. reluctantly. It's just a lot of points, man. A lot of points. What do you got, Andy? I got over. I got over. I think I may be in the 60s. Wow. I like it. We got a little, uh, you know, guys aren't we picking do, the same thing this week. Potentially a tie yeah. again. There we go. Don't go anywhere. We got more to come. More to come right here on Fox. Let's face it. He's dreadful. We'll get to that in just about a minute. Right now, it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it is that time. It's Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman, and we are coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free Right, quote, here he is, the man with the brains of this outfit, the man who could spell cheater, my guy, my partner, my friend, the one and only man who is the hardest working man in show business today, Brian No, Hello, B. How are you? This is the hour of power. I'm doing great, Andy. Always good to be with you, my friend. As we ramp up, a lot of really intriguing games today, you yes. know? Yes. What, what, what do you think is the most intriguing? Could be the Green Bay game because we don't know the status yeah. of, uh, of Aaron yeah. Rodgers. We'll get to that in, in a couple of minutes, I'm sure. Uh, you know, and I think there's, uh, there's storylines throughout the day because you have the Patrick Mahomes story in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. What will he do in week two? Sam Donald, you know, mm-hmm. with your Dolphins against the Jets. Will Sam Donald continue on the upward swing? Will he falter? Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, uh, was he hit by t- pixie dust last week, or will they go back to Ryan Fitzpatrick? You know, we'll see what happens. So there's some great <laughs> stories out there. Oh, yeah, and I think the Sunday night matchup for two 0-1 teams, it's a great matchup. Giants no at Cowboys. Cowboys offense really struggled with Dak Prescott last week, only scoring eight points. So we'll see. Home game. They haven't played very well at home. They've been a better road team than a home team of recent years. So that's a big game. And you're talking about a standalone game, Sunday night football. If the Cowboys don't get it done, you know the fallout, man. Oh, yeah. America's team. You know that. You know, I want to say one thing. I want to put a little bit of a a bow and tie a bow around this college football talk if I can. And then we'll delve right back into the NFL. You know, how big – and we talked about the the, uh, the Big Ten really got it smacked around pretty good yesterday. Small 10. Yeah, small 10. And we didn't mention Duke – Duke had a big win against the Baylor Bears yesterday, 40-20. to 20. So Duke's in the top 20 right now in football. However, how bad does that look as a whole, or how bad is that for college football right now? I know most of those games were non-conference affairs, but is it a bad look? And not only bad look, but is it bad in general for college football? What happened yesterday? Just to the Big Ten specifically? No, it's, it's not bad for college football. It's horrible for the Big Ten. There were seven teams that lost to unranked non-conference opponents. And you had number six, Wisconsin. That was the worst loss that was big. in terms of the highest profile team that had a chance to challenge for a playoff spot. 
that's pretty much over and done with losing at home against BYU. Right, so, so it's bad for college ball. football, not only for the Big Ten, but it's bad for college Why? football. Because Why is I it think bad? Col- Because college football, I think, really and truly markets themselves as, you know, Big Ten versus SEC. Or at least the Big Ten markets themselves that way, but no right, longer... I- Right, I don't think no, not college. College football doesn't market it that way. Yeah, the Big Ten will the Big poof Ten out will. its chest and all of that. But you still have Ohio State, who had a nice win yesterday without Urban Meyer there against TCU. Right. They went the forty road. to twenty-eight. Yeah, with neutral site game, and you also have Penn State, who's still a challenger for a playoff spot. So it's not like the Big Ten is over and done with. It was just a really, really embarrassing week, and one of the. If you think about teams in a conference as bullets in terms of potentially making it to the playoff, the Big Ten lost one of their bullets. No doubt, Wisconsin but let's talk about down. this for a second. You got the SEC you with Alabama head and shoulders uh, above everybody. After that, I think that at least prior to yesterday, it was the Big Ten. What other conference can like move up the ladder? I, I don't look at the Pac-12 as moving up the ladder. Who moves up the ladder now? Well, Pac-12, it hurt the first week with Washington losing to Auburn. That was bad. So that, that was bad. So you'd probably look at the ACC. Clemson's still there. It's not a rich conference top to bottom. It's you know, Most of these conferences are top-heavy. You know, yeah, right. like, well, What conference goes five deep in terms of challenging for a playoff spot? I mean, like realistic teams. Most of these conferences are top-heavy. But top to bottom, the Big Ten, it, it took a big, big hit yesterday. There's no yeah, doubt. And I think the worst, you know, and I'm a big Northwestern fan of losing to Akron. That was, wow. I mean, I, I'm sure the, the coaching staff's walking the streets right now, so we'll see what happens. But, but the we game move of the on. day, man, that LSU win over Auburn was awesome. That, was, that was a great game. Highly entertaining. Final drive. They go right down there, get in field goal range, hit a 42-yarder. And Ed Orgeron chest bumping a cop yeah, and giving him a 21. high five afterward. That was great. 22-21 win. Hey, Chargers today at the Bills. I said coming into this segment, this guy is dreadful. I mean, you don't have to be a genius to figure out who I'm talking about. Nathan Peterman, he's dreadful, was dreadful last week. Basically, at Baltimore, the Bills were smacked around pretty good. 47-3, and Peterman was 5-18. for 18. 24 yards and two more interceptions. So this guy is like an interception machine. So today, basically, they move him to the bench. And Sean McDermott, the coach, said there was no way the Bills were going to let Nathan Peterman play after last year's botched experiment in L.A. They're going with rookie Josh Allen against the Chargers. And this was their head coach, McDermott, earlier this week. Take a listen. I'm not going to get into how permanent it is, guys, and you got to understand where I'm coming from. It's the right move for our football team, and I'm not going any further than that. It's the right move for our team. I've got confidence in Josh. Um, I have confidence in this football team, and it's the right move for our team. The right move is the only move. What do you mean the right move? I mean, come on. You have no choice. You can't go with Nathan Peterman, which obviously is going to bring up the people coming out of the woodwork saying, well, if Nathan Peterman could get a job, what come Colin Kaepernick can't? I mean, that's going to happen too. And you know what? I agree with him there. This guy's terrible. He's bad. He's a bad quarterback. Well, I mean, look, you you got to move to Josh Allen when Peterman goes 5 of 18 for 24 <laughs> yards. Last week against the Ravens in two picks. You're giving the, the coach no choice but to go to the young gun and Josh Allen if you perform that badly. So I, I get it. You know They're going to move on. The whole cap thing, not to bring that whole conversation up, 
You know the drill, Andy Furman. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, what sense does it make to bring in Cap as a backup when you realize all the things that are going to be associated with it and all the conversation it generates and your whole team being asked, hey, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? You're not focused on football. What sense does it make to do that for a backup? So well, you're not going to bring you like, know, they, they, he's yesterday's news now, and it's because he sued the NFL, no one's going to pick him up. Right. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. where it is. So for right. anybody to be like, why can't he get a job? It's like, are you forgetting the backdrop? You like, it's crazy to act like there's nothing else but the ability of Peterman versus Cap. It's crazy. Yeah, it's amazing to me because, you know, if you're a defensive coordinator playing against the Buffalo Bills, all you got to do is stock the box against LaShawn McCoy because they have no passing game. We'll see what happens today with Josh Allen. You got to open it up. You got to open up that offense. I mean, you just can't keep on giving the ball well, to LaShawn McCoy. So good that's luck. basically, yeah. Good you know, luck because you got an offensive line that isn't very good. I feel bad for Shady McCoy because, goodness, you've got a wretched passing game right now, and you're just like. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is one of the best running backs in football still, but he is in a bad position today and in this season. But you think about the Chargers, Andy, without Joey Bosa again, you have got, got to get it done today against a rookie. You cannot drop to 0-2. And I'll tell you what, man, I expect the Chargers to look good and win today, but the Chargers in September, there's that little voice in the back of your head that whispers like, but are you sure? Because <laughs> yeah. the yeah, Chargers right. in September, they invent ways to not get it done. Yeah, they blown. I remember last year, there were like four or five games that they had, and like the last four or five minutes of those ball games, they just let it go away right through their fingertips. They really did. But I, I think the Chargers today, they'll find their defense in the backfield of the Buffalo Bills big time today because that offensive line is so porous on Buffalo, it's ridiculous. It really is. They're well, just a I think bad I'll team. Just, say, just real quick, Andy – we got to be slow with our evaluation of Josh Allen. And you got to be realistic about it, too, because that's a bad offensive line in front of him. So really watch. I'm saying for everybody out there, really watch. Like the third preseason game against the Bengals, the dude had no time. The Bengals were teeing off on him. And I heard a lot of conversation where it's like, yeah, I told you he's not ready. Good luck finding a rookie who is with a no, he's not ready offensive to play. line in front of him. He's not ready to play for that team. That's what he's not yeah. ready for. Plus, remember another thing. He's not really the most mobile quarterback, so he's not going to be able to get out of trouble. I almost hope that he doesn't get hurt. I, you know, right. because he's part of that big quarterback class that was drafted last year, and I'd like to see how he does. I always like watching him play. When I watched Wyoming play on TV, I thought he was a great big arm quarterback. But I hate to see him get injured and hurt his career today because that could possibly happen. Right? Because remember one I'm thing: he's playing is, by default. Yeah, I'm just saying, watch how the bad plays unfold. Is it Josh Allen standing tall in the pocket, has enough time, and is just makes a terrible decision or an inaccurate throw? That's on him. Is it Josh Allen who hits his fifth step and is about to throw and somebody meets his fifth step before he does and he gets planted and throws the ball up for grabs or something? you got to watch how those bad plays unfold instead of putting it all on the quarterback. I think with that offensive line, you just got to be – you got to be – Judicious, I will say, Andy. Yeah. With spell it. How you Can you spell blame. that? Can you yeah. spell judicious? I can't do that either. It's okay. You, you must have been a good speller. 
You were a good speller in school. Yeah, that's, that's I why like how you eliminated you, the vowels in Cheetah. That was right. my highlight of the show today. Thank that was you very good. much. You know, <laughs> that, that guy, I think Josh Allen, if he wants to have some measure of success, you got to get Kelvin Benjamin involved with the offense, who had one yeah. catch last week. You got, but I don't know if he has enough time to get him involved. So, look, I, I look at the charges to rolling up a lot of points today. I, I would by the say way, that, but, yes. by the way, Andy, not to cut you off, I'm sorry. That's okay. What about Kelvin Benjamin? Remember him roasting Cam Newton in the offseason? Yeah. What is that guy thinking right now? He went from yeah. Cam to Peterman. Peterman had 24 passing yards last week with two picks. You know, you think that Kelvin might have reassessed what he said about Cam? Probably not. He's probably thinking, well, I got another version, a lesser version of Cam. It doesn't make him take everything back, but it might make him think that it wasn't as bad as he made it out to be with Cam. I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to make one of those drastic predictions because if the Cleveland Browns could go winless last year, I think the Bills could take that claim this year. There's a chance that Buffalo may go without a win this year. That's how bad they are. I think they easily could have the number one overall pick, but I don't think they go winless. It's tough to go winless. That I know. I, I yeah. think it's tougher to go winless than to go undefeated. But I think if there is a no, team that's that someone, ridiculous. well, it's pretty tough. Both are no, tough. It's, it's not I mean, tough to lose. <laughs> I think well, it takes no effort to lose. I could just lose. Bad to if you're lose. like, all right, hey Brian, we're gonna have a three point shooting contest. If I wanted to lose, I, I could lose. You know, uh, so it's way tougher to go undefeated it, than it's, fully it's defeated. T- it's tough to go both. It really no, is. No, it isn't. It's I, not well, you know tough what? to I'll, lose I'll, every game. It's not hard at all. It takes no well, effort. I would say this. If someone were to ask me, would there be a team that could go winless this year? I would say it could be the Buffalo Bills. It could be. Will they? I don't know. But I think if there's a chance, they, they could be the team that could wear the crown this year. I don't think Agre- they will. They're well, good for one. We'll see. By the way, let's do our lineup. Bottom of the hour, 830 Eastern. The Sheik himself, Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider. He'll be here at 830 Eastern, bottom of the hour, followed by Nose Picks. And, of course, we are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We take your tweets at the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman, FSR, or we love the phone calls at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. To play... Or not to play? That is the question, and we'll have the answer next. This is the call of the day. That's coming right up. About 20 past the hour, we call it Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're proudly brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right. I got to believe we got Alex Marvez at the bottom of the hour. He may agree with us. That'll be at 8.30 Eastern, that uh, this might be, if not the best, pretty darn close to the best game of the day. Vikings at the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers right now is the biggest storyline of the day. He's day-to-day, and he is definitely needed today, B, that's for sure, because he pulled that rabbit out of his hat in that 24-23 win over the Bears last week for Green Bay. Yeah, and that was an amazing performance. That was all-time stuff, but I, I don't know if... I, I'm in the opinion, Andy, I don't know how you feel, but I would rest him for this game against the Vikings. And don't get me wrong, I'm not like, oh, he might get hurt and the Vikings have a tough defense. And that dude was completely limited last week against the Bears. He was limping to, at the end of the game. but the, Yeah, and to trot him out there again, right. I think you got to look at the season as a whole. And he clearly needs to rest that knee. 
He had ACL surgery way back in 03 when he was at Cal. And then he also had it scoped in 2015. He's had two knee surgeries on that left knee. And I think that, I'm no doctor, but I think that he could use a week of rest because he was completely hobbled last week. And to delay the recovery process by trotting trotting him out there against the Vikings, very physical team, I just think it's smarter to take the Carson Wentz approach. You know? They're uh, you know resting what? Carson Wentz. You think the Eagles are wrong for doing that? I don't. You know what? You and I are not usually on the same page, but I'm definitely on the same page as you here because the the bottom line is this. One game a season does not make, number one. Number two, I think the goal initially, and I don't think coaches will ever tell you this, but the goal of an NFL team is to make in the playoffs. Get in the playoffs. Certainly, you want to win the Super Bowl. You want to win the division. No, get in the playoffs and then go all out. Just make the play. And the Green Bay Packers will make the playoffs. Is it worth it, though, to throw – Aaron Rodgers to the Wolves now, especially against Minnesota and linebacker Anthony Barr, who knocked Rodgers out last year? I don't think so. I really don't. Yeah, I think that you got to think of the big picture, not just the here and now. And I understand the other side of it where it would be great for the Packers to get a win against the Vikings in that division. Minnesota looks like another tough test this year. It's probably the toughest team in the division from the Packers' standpoint. You certainly have them over the Lions and the Bears, right? Right. So, yeah, you would love to get a win against the Vikings. And if you drop this game, it's an even taller test going to Minnesota to try to get that game and get even with them. All those reasons make sense, but you've got to be realistic about the rest of your season. And if Aaron Rodgers isn't involved in it, you're playing with fire. No, you saw what happened last year. Hobbled to trot him out there, you know. There's no doubt in my mind, and I'll tell you something else. I will tell you this, and maybe I'm I'm totally wrong. I'm believe me, I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. The fact that they didn't make the announcement, they say he's game to game, tells me he's not going to play because they're not going to come out early on and say he's not playing. Why give that advantage to a gamblers and or the Minnesota Vikings? So the fact that they say we're going to wait, we're going to wait, we're going to wait. He's not playing. He will not play today. I, I'm telling you that. And I could be dead wrong. I'll have egg on my face. I'll be more than happy to tell you next week, yeah, I was wrong. And I've been wrong before. But I'm telling you, I just think the way it's been handled, that this thing, game time situation, he's going to do. They know. You don't think they knew Thursday or Wednesday if he, could be, if he could play or not? So the fact that they kept on pushing this and pushing this, he's not playing. He won't play today. And he shouldn't I, play today. <laughs> I don't know, Andy. It, it really, I could see him playing. I don't have a strong feeling whether he'll be on the sideline in street clothes or whether he's going to give it a go. It's hard to say because you know that they know a lot more about that knee than we know. Right. <laughs> you know, he wasn't the so same that, quarterback coming back in the second half of the year. He led him to victory. It was a great win. But look, uh, it limited him in, in the pocket. He couldn't move in the pocket. I watched him on TV last week. He was gimpy. He was like walking like on one leg. It was painful to watch him play last week. It was, but what a performance. It was unbelievable what he did on one leg, but... This is one of the reasons that I have Tom Brady as a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. You don't have these questions about Tom Brady. Is he going to play? You think he's going to go? Maybe not. Tom Brady hasn't missed games since he got injured in 08. Yeah, I I wouldn't know if he's he's better. He's had 14 seasons, 14, Andy, playing 16 games, starting all 16 regular season games. I don't know if I'd use the word better. I'd say he's more durable. I think that's the key word right there, durable. 
durability is a big part of being a better asset. <laughs> like, either you're healthy and on the field, well, Nate, or at Nate least on, is healthy durable. enough to be on the field, or you're not healthy and you're off the field. Yeah, I'd rather Nathan have the Peterman, guy performing yeah, Nathan, at a high level on the field. Nathan Peterman is durable, but he's terrible. All right, so I, I think they're not interchangeable, those words. But I, I, I see where you're going from. I don't want to make Andy, it a big... When it's when it's Rodgers versus Brady, and they both perform at a very high level, the production yes, is do. off the charts with both of them. Correct. The reason with Aaron Rodgers, he's missed 16 games over the last five seasons. That's the equivalent of one year. He's I, I totally understand. missed over a five-year span. He's a tremendous Tom Brady missed four though. games because of the deflate gate, and that's it. Like well, that I, I to understand. me... That's one of the main reasons that breaks the tie between the two in my it's mind. It's a factor. There's no doubt it's a factor. But you know what? I would say this. If he plays, the Vikings obviously have a tremendous benefit right there from his injury because he, he was somewhat immobilized. Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. But I think that even if he does play, even if he was playing at full strength, I think the Vikings with their defense, which I say the Vikings have the best defense in the league, is going to keep him on the run. I think the Vikings win this game. I think they would have won anyway. But now they'll have an excuse. Packer fans will have that excuse because I don't think he's playing today. I really don't. Well, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, you know, whether they would have had a better chance with Aaron Rodgers or not. It's He's hobbled. He might not suit up at all. And if he does, I'm not, I'm not expecting the Packers to win. So I, I think this game has Vikings written all over it. But Kirk Cousins, <laughs> we've seen Kirk in moments before where you're like, week 17? They got to beat the Giants who are playing for nothing and the Redskins are in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, they'll be good. Nope, <laughs> not exactly. So we'll see if Kirk can avoid Captain Kirk. wetting himself on the big stage again because no, he's he had done a good week before. last week. No, he was good last week, like 20 for 36, uh, almost 300 yards, but uh, two TDs and no INTs. But yeah, you know not what? bad. Good start for him. He's got a good team. I mean, really and truly, we've always said this. You you get the parts around you, surrounding you. It's going to make you even better. I mean, that's what makes Tom Brady so great because he makes the players around him better. I mean, look, look, no receivers on that team. Last week, talked about the Patriots, and they're still winning. He has, like, you know, Edelman's out. I mean, he loses Cooks. I mean, come on. He has no one there, and he's still making them better. But you get a guy like Cousins who's got players around him that, that could do well. He's going to do well, and he should do well. And I think they're going to win today. I don't know what the line was. I didn't look. I'm embarrassed to tell you I didn't look. But, uh, no way. Yeah, I'm sure no, you- I don't, I, Andy, I don't believe it. You are all over the point spreads. No, There's one not. source. I, no. I'm like, man, I don't know the spread. I, oh, Andy let me, will. Let me. I don't believe it. I don't really? believe that you didn't look. Yeah, Minus no, one. you're always on top of it when it comes to the point spread. Okay, I'm going to do my best. Now I'm going to come back and give you a point spread for every game, but I'll probably be so <laughs> off base. You let, but see, when do you, do you look them up? Like on the day of the game, Andy, Sunday, dude. It, you've yes. got a web. You've got the the web in front of you. Go to a website but that has the odds. I, They're I right that. there in front of you. It's not difficult, my man. But, Come on. But, but why would I look them up if I don't need them or don't use them? You know what I'm saying? I mean, there are Andy, people that you go- just said. I, I don't know the name of. I don't know the the spread of this game. You could. I don't care if you just look at it. Just look for okay. it. You know, you got information. No, I, I said that knowing full well that I don't need to know because you have it. That's why oh, I said okay. it. Then. That's why you always do. You're my guy. Okay. You know, right. You're the spread guy. You're like a spread guy, like the spread offense. That's what you are. <laughs> that's that's what guy. they call me. That's yes, what they, they say do. in the streets. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, they do. All right. Brian, no, with the spread. What do you like in this game? You got a score for me in this game? 
I like I'm going to go. Game. That's the tough thing because it's the unknown with Aaron Rodgers. Right. But saying I'm going to go in the middle and say he plays but in a limited role, that's the best I could guesstimate whether he right. plays at all or doesn't. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say Vikings. I think they score a decent amount of points. I'm going to say Vikings 27, Packers. Mm, I'll give them 13. I'll say 27-13 Vikes. You, you know what? We're in the same ballpark because I have it written down here in my little scorebook that I keep here every week. Whatever. I don't know why. At the end of the week, I throw it in the garbage. I got the Vikings winning 24-17. Okay. You know, Not but, too far yeah. apart. But again, you know, it's very, very difficult to judge because I don't know if they could put up 17 points without Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if they can, but we'll see. Oh, gosh, that's – I know. But, be, but I got the Vikings. The I like the Vikings. Kaiser back there, man. Either yeah. way, I got the Vikings. Brian No, Andy Furman, by the way, we're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And by the way, here, the quarterback derby made everyone happy. And Alex Marvez tells you why. That's next. But first, to our guy with the clock, Ralph Irvin for the latest. Well, that clock will show up in just a moment. But first, we look back at Saturday night. We're in Las Vegas. Canelo Alvarez won a majority decision over Triple G. He unifies the middleweight titles. Of course, on the college gridiron, plenty of upsets on Saturday, including BYU going to Madison and surprising number six, Wisconsin, 24 21. Number seven, Auburn. They were also a victim of an upset loss, falling to number 12, LSU, 22 21. Number 24, Oklahoma State, hammered number 17 at Boise State, 44 21. While Texas surprised number 22, Southern Cal, 37 14. San Diego State finished the night off with a 28-21 win over number 23, Arizona State. Big win for number four, Ohio State. They ran away from number 15, TCU, 40-28. Great news? There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico and go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. And yes, that's right, we are four and a half hours away from kickoff of NFL Sunday number two. And it does look like, as you guys were talking about, Aaron Rodgers will start for the Packers against Minnesota, looking very unlikely that Leonard Fournette will go for the Jaguars against New England. I know you've got more with Alex Marvez right now. Yes, we do. Uh, You have a wonderful day. Enjoy the games, Ralph. Thank you, and have a wonderful week. Ralph Irvin, the best in the business. We're lucky to have him. Yes. Now we have Alex Marvez coming right up. Brian, no Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday, and of course, we want to welcome everybody to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And in less than 10 minutes, we have nose picks. But right now, we go to the Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. The one, the only, the best in the business at what he does. Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider, Alex Marvez, with Brian Owen and Andy Furman. How are you, Sheik? Gentlemen, I am doing okay. Probably better than Josh Gordon. Probably better than Leonard Fournette this morning. And uh, yikes, <laughs> with those two. You know what? That's a downer. I'm going to try to bring up the conversation just a little <laughs> bit if I can. Now I want to talk about the connected moves involving quarterbacks made most of the teams that were involved pretty happy in week one. Let's talk about it. Kurt Cousins, formerly with the Redskins, now with Minnesota. He beat San Francisco. Case Keenum, formerly with the Vikings, now with Denver. He beat Seattle. Alex Smith, formerly a Chief, now with Washington. He beats Arizona. And Patrick Mahomes, who took over for Smith in Kansas City, he beats L.A. So everybody was happy. 
happy with those moves. You know, I, I like your your glass half full approach this morning, Andy. I really do. And you Thank know, I won't you. won't try to temper it by talking about those first time head coaches, zero and seven, <laughs> opening up the season. But but nonetheless, and you're They're right, just you like know, the Big Ten over there. Yeah, I, I, I tell you, Case Keenum. By the way, three interceptions didn't matter. They got some good rookie running backs there. Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsay. It has really changed the complexion of that offense, and they're able to get the victory against Seattle and the Seahawks team. Aye, 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 aye. I mean, six sacks of Russell Wilson couldn't really run the football all that effectively. And trust me, Khalil Mack will be lining up opposite Jermaine Effetti on, on Monday Night Football when that game gets going. You know, Mahomes, hey, you know, Tyreek Hill is such a weapon. And the Chargers, they've had no answer for the Kansas City Chiefs for three, four years now. I believe they're what? It's an eight, nine-game winning streak, uh, you know, for Andy Reid against that team. And made the Chargers look bad. And then more bad news this morning for them, Joey Bosa, of course, and ESPN going to be out until October because of that, wow. that bone bruise he has yeah. on his foot. Yeah, so that's not a good one. Uh, and we had, uh, who else was he? Uh, well, you know, Cousins was fine. You know, I mean, efficient. That, that's what they want from him. The offensive right. line was shaky, but they were fine. And uh, by missing one more quarterback that you mentioned there, did they cover? Uh, we get Mahomes. We got Mahomes. Uh, Cousins, uh, the, the, the Alex Smith. Alex Smith is just does what Alex Smith does. He doesn't yeah. turn the football over. How about Adrian right. Peterson, though? That was a thing. He looks like the Adrian Peterson of old. I have not seen him look. It, was, it wasn't only just the physical nature of it. He looks confident. That's the thing. Last year in New Orleans, you could tell that his confidence was gone, right? He was a third-string running back. I mean, think about how humbling that was for Adrian Peterson. And goes to Arizona, you know, has a couple good games, ends up on injured reserve. But you can just tell this guy's got his swagger back. And, and I talked to Chris Thompson, Redskins running back, who compliments him in the backfield. And he says, man, Adrian has just lit up the room. Look, first, they're all in awe of the guy because he's, you know, Adrian Peterson. But he's a funny guy, and he's a colorful guy, and they just they really enjoy his presence on that team. First time in Jay Gruden's tenure as a head coach of the Washington Redskins, they won a season opener. So positive moves in our nation's capital, and I think they go to 2-0 today because Indianapolis, yikes, not too much there. When you look at Dak Prescott, and you might apply some of those things to him where he isn't playing confident football right now. He's had seven of his past nine games. He hasn't reached 200 yards passing. So what would you attribute that to other than the wide receivers that don't blow you away right now? I think part of it is that he's not. he doesn't run as much as he used to. I, I think that they need to start adding a running component to this offense to try to free up some things. For the wide receivers, if you can make a team have to be accountable for Dak using his legs, maybe it'll get away from some, some coverage you know, from the wide receivers so he's able to find guys a little bit easier. Listen, their offensive line right now, it's been the strength of the team. It is a mess at this point. Connor Williams, the left guard, is simply overmatched. And K.K. Short last week, I mean, just, just destroyed him. And, you know, plays were getting blown up off the bat. Dak's running for his life. That wasn't good. And, you know, Landon Collins said something, and, and it's, it's hard for, you know, it, it sounds terrible for Cowboys fans, but it's true. You want the football in Dak Prescott's hands. I mean, that's, and, and Dak said, challenge accepted. I get it. But it's true. You don't want the ball in Zeke Elliott's hands. You want to, if you can stop that run, and I, that's all the Giants are going to concentrate on, stopping that run and force him to throw to beat you, I, I think that the Giants got a pretty darn good shot of winning, even without Olivier Vernon tonight. He's out again, too, with an injury. He's Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider with Brian Noam, Andy Furman on Fox Football Sunday. And staying upbeat, as I always am, I'll talk, talk about Tom Brady. You talk about a guy who doesn't need a big-name receiver. Guy loses Brandon Cooks, loses Danny Amendola, missing Julian Edelman. Not a problem. Throws for 277, three touchdowns. But i got to believe today Jacksonville's defense might be too much for the Pats. Well, you listen, another thing about that as well, Marcus Cannon. 
the right tackle is out, and that is significant. This is a very good player, and, and now Tom mm. Brady, when I have to play against that fierce Jacksonville pass rush, you're talking about having a backup in there. It makes you wonder if they have to keep a tight end around and, and even limit Tom's options further. Uh, you know, look, th- this Jags team, this is almost like a Super Bowl for their fans. And, and I'm in Gainesville, Florida. A lot of folks coming from over here making the 90-minute drive, including yours truly, to see this game later today. I mean, and, and you know, the Jags, too, interesting decision to wear black uniforms, by the way. They're letting the Patriots mm-hmm. wear white. Yeah, because it's going to be a 95-degree day. And, and this is one of the hottest games. I believe this will be the hottest game that Tom Brady has ever played in. In fact, he only has a couple games where he's played where the temperature is above 90 degrees. Fatigue, all that sort of stuff, hydration, it will be an issue today on Florida's first coast. But, man, if the Jags don't have Leonard Fournette, that, and that is, it's looking like that's going to be that way. They promoted a running back from the practice squad yesterday, which indicates that you know that spot is going to be filled by him rather than Leonard Fournette. I mean, that really hurts this offense. Plus, I mean, this is a big game for the you know the, the, It's a big game for the Jags, but we know the Patriots show up big in big games. Let's see if the Jaguars show up big for this one today. Uh, Alex, you look at this Steelers matchup, them hosting the Chiefs. Great, great first game this year. I know it's his second career start, but Patrick Mahomes, if you assess him going forward, and also the Steelers, I say they're the most dysfunctional organization <laughs> in football right here, right now, and the only reason they aren't getting blasted is because they have the six rings. What in the world is going on in Pittsburgh? Well, I mean, it's a team where Mike Tomlin lets his players talk. He does, you know, and, and they, they just, but when guys talk, that can lead to issues. And, yeah. you know, again, free-thinking team. But, you know, the thing is that, that last year, you know, for a team, even with all the drama as the Steelers turned, so to speak, they still go 13-3, and three, right? But it was that lack of focus going into that New England or that Jacksonville game that really hurt them, a team that just, you know, assumed, oh, it's going to be a gimme, uh, you know, with the Jags coming to town and end up losing. And now Le'Veon Bell, he again forsakes $855,000, guys, Second straight week, he's now lost $1.7 million in a holdout that makes absolutely zero sense to anyone, you know, on the outside. No one can get this. Positive for them, James Conner, looking absolutely great. But different type of running back. I talked to Browns linebacker Joe Schobert about that. He says, look, Le'Veon, he, he sets up his blockers and then explodes through a hole. Mm-hmm. This guy's just coming at you full speed all the time. So for right, so far, so good. But if something were to happen to James Conner, knock on wood, it doesn't. But this, this Steelers running game would be in a whole heck of a lot of trouble because there's not much behind him. As for Mahomes, listen, the moment wasn't too big for him. You know, he grew up in a, and you know, his father was a major league baseball player. He, you know, his type of personality, he, he gets it. You know what I mean? The moment isn't too big for him, which I think is neat. And just the emergence of Tyreek Hill as a complete wide receiver. He is their best wide receiver. I mean, it's just, and, and it's not, and even though Sammy Watkins is making $16 million a year, it's not even close because Tyreek has become a technician. There's so many things you can do with him. And I'm impressed because he's not the biggest guy, you know, at, at 5'10 or 5'9, you know, 5'10, but in, which doesn't create a large catch radius. But man, you get the football in his hands and boom, he could take it to the house. The guy's a special, special player and obviously a great supporting cast for Patrick to work with. Alex, could you spell cheetah? C H E E T A H. Wow. There you go. Uh, there you go. You're my guy. Did you hear that Andy Furman eliminated the E's in cheetah? He went yeah. C H T. And I was like, C H T? What, what are you doing, Andy? Cheetah. 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 And they called Chidobi a woozy cheetah with the, uh, with the Cowboys. And now my head is about to explode. Yeah. Thank you very much. Got a quick, quick, quick question. <laughs> Does Aaron Rodgers risk a bigger setback and play today against the Vikings? Apparently, this will not be a setback, and here's why. It is a pain issue. It is not a ligament issue. Mm-hmm. But, but ESPN reporting it is a bone bruise that he has, and that is a pain tolerance issue. 
And, you know, this thing could actually linger on for about two months. There's been swelling, there's been mm-hmm. discomfort, but no torn ligaments. That is absolutely huge. The key today, how much are the Green Bay Packers going to keep Aaron Rodgers in the shotgun? Is he going to be able to move around and escape pressure? The fact that he practiced on Saturday, a positive sign, but is it 100% A-Rod? And will they need 100% A-Rod to beat the Vikings? I think so. This is a little bit messy, but listen, anyone that doubts Aaron Rodgers, they learn the hard way. Yeah, when they were watching the second half of that Bears game, you probably shouldn't. All right, that's it. That's it for us. I can't wait to see you and hear from you next week. Enjoy the games today. Be safe. We love you to death. You're the best. Mazel, mazel. Thank you, gentlemen. Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider on Fox Football Sunday with Brian No. I'm Andy Furman, and of course, we are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, and they don't have much to root for, but they sure make a lot of noise. That's next. Nose picks coming right up. Brian No, Andy Furman's Fox Football Sunday Live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And we have about 12 minutes before the top of the hour. And at that top of the hour, you'd be crazy. You'd be out of your freaking mind to go anywhere else because you have the best fantasy show on the face of God's green earth. Dan Beyer, Michael Harmon, together, fantasy football at its best. Where? Right here on many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM Channel 83, and of course on your iHeart radio app but right now it's time for my guy brian no and those picks are you ready for it bright sparky here's the deal are you in desperate need of gambling insight do not fear for brian no is here and now the time has come for nose picks all right, Andy Furman, we got out of the gates pretty strongly last week. NFL finally around, so I went 3-1, and one, hit with the Bengals, took the over in the Chiefs-Chargers game, had the under-team total for the Bills, 15.5 points. They weren't even close to that. The only hiccup was Derrick Henry not hitting his rushing over. But 3-1 and one winning week, baby, looking for more wins. I got some wins for you here today, Andy. Please do. Let's go with this Eagles-Tampa Bay game. The walking wounded for the Bucs secondary. Even Nick Fools can do enough to exploit it. I expect there to be a lot of points being scored today. I'm going to take the over 45. There's enough magic in Fitzmagic to hit the over in this game. And the over is 15-4-1 in the Eagles' past 20 road games. So take that for what it's worth. I'm playing the over today. Eagles, oh Tampa. Oh, all right. You, you sound skeptical. Yeah, a little you bit. Sound I, I, skeptical. You don't know that I'm a, because Ryan Fitzpatrick. You don't know what you're going to get. I think we're going to get enough. I to hope the you over. do. I yeah, hope you do. Mike Evans is fantastic. He got a lot of offensive uh, weapons there, so I, I'm I'm confident about the over. I'm going to go with this Colts Redskins game. Colts getting six points. Andrew Luck. 22 and 6 against the spread, 23 and 5 straight up in games after a loss in his career. I really like the Colts today. They should have beaten the Bengals last week. I'm taking the six points. I'm going with Indy. And your last pick today, Carolina, Atlanta. The total is 44. The under is 9 and 1 in the past 10 meetings between these teams. And by the way, the Falcons, their past 16 games, the under has been 13-3. and three. This has underwritten all over it. I know there's some injuries defensively for the Falcons, but I don't think that the Carolina offense can exploit it just yet, and Carolina plays fantastic defense. I'm going to yeah. take the under, 
44 points in the Panthers-Falcons game. What do you think about that, Andy Well, Furman? I will say this. You and I were shoulder to shoulder on this Colts pick. We really were earlier today. Uh-huh. I kind of You left waver- my side. You're leaving me. No, I'm wavering a little bit over here. You're wavering. The, 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 the Sheik, Alex Marvez, didn't like the Colts. Remember he said that in the last segment. Who cares? Uh, yeah, Alex has been wrong before. Huh? Well, you're right. you, you're, taking the, you're taking the Sheik over me? How dare you, Andy? I'm from- sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> but oh, then boy. it's the uh, time of the program every week. You can go your own way. Something light, something serious. What do you have for us, Andy? I tell you what, though. This is amazing. We, we said this team, there's not much to root for. But I tell you, these guys are getting in a lot of trouble and they're making a lot of noise. Fans that are tailgating at Buffalo Bills games this year, yeah. get this, could face criminal charges or be ejected. Forget this. Table slamming. What's table slamming? It's a practice of jumping into and breaking plastic folding tables that have been popularized in recent seasons on videos. It's crazy. It's unbelievable, really. How sick can you be to jump on a table while you're tailgating? I don't get it. You go. I'll tell you, I've seen it all. I've heard it all now. Yeah, I'm going to go with Syracuse. They got a nice win against Florida State. Florida State is really struggling. Syracuse wins 30-7, to but the post-game celebration where great. Dino Babers in the locker room is talking about it being their house. So they're chanting, our house. Here's a little snippet of it, Andy Furman. Check it out. I love that, man. I'm ready to go tackle somebody right now. That is what college football is about right there. I love that post-game celebration. I'm ready to run through a wall. How's that? I want to play for Syracuse. I got eligibility left. I want to go. I want to be an orange. I want to be an orange. You know what? I'm going to have the same intensity while I watch week two football today. I hope you do the same thing. I will. I tell you what, I hope you have a wonderful day. I want to thank our tremendous staff. We have the best staff in the business. Enjoy the games. We'll see you next week. Where? Right here on Fox Sports Radio. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. 
Heck yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.